across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. So, we've got a Ghostbuster coming on, but before that, there is a bloke who is a genius who is tweeting the entire Harry Potter first book to Pierce Morgan. He's on at ten. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. as they sail off to a shop doorway near you. And um, exciting news, they will actually um, be doing their show um, in March um, from various uh, shop doorways, park benches and recycling centres um, throughout the month of March. So do check on the talkradio.co.uk uh, website to find out if they are coming to um, a disused cops near you. Uh, good evening, this is Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio. Before we go any further, a quick word. Last week, I well and truly put you, dear listener, in your place, and I blamed you for my disastrous listening figures. Okay? I taught you a new one because of my very, very poor listening figures. Well... While I was right to rollick you, it turns out I may have made a mistake. The station's figures were atrocious and were down massively. This show's figures weren't anywhere near so bad and were only down slightly. So, what that proves is... My excellent presenting skills saved this show from a near disaster. While the rest of the station was collapsing around us, losing over 75% of their listenership, this show lost a tiny, tiny percentage of that. So I think it only fair to congratulate me for being so good that um, I managed to retain an audience. So thank you very much indeed. Busy show this evening. Um, Last week we uh, looked at a, a story, a Friday show. We looked at a brilliant story in the Star um, about this woman called Tracy Proctor. Can you see if you can find that story for me, Kath, with, with the picture? Because whose house was haunted, right? And um, uh, the ghosts kept scaring off her lovers or potential lovers. We've got one of the Ghostbusters working on it, and it's not Alex Lowe doing a voice. We've genuinely got one of the Ghostbusters working on uh, that's working on that case. So I'm looking forward to that immensely. But before that, Twitter is a strange and barren place. I think it is... I, I, I gen- generally think that Twitter is, is, is very unhealthy. 
My prediction uh, has been that within three years, Twitter will just be uh, occupied by the alt-right, or as I like to call them, racist Nazis. And anybody with a soul will have left. I'm going to cut that prediction down to 18 months. Um, And my relationship with Twitter is very weird. I, I recently deleted all of my tweets and um, uh, every other day or so, I go and tidy up my Twitter line and delete tweets. And do you know what? Actually, it feels kind of quite nice doing that. So I'm not a fan of Twitter. But some good things have come out of Twitter. I met Matt Haig, the, the, the uh, uh, writer, the author, um, thanks to Twitter. We've had a few um, guests from from all different kinds of things, authors and musicians and interesting people um, that we found out about through Twitter. And um, yesterday, I I follow a bloke called Scott Balcony. Balcony shirts, right? He's a brilliant T-shirt printer from Uxbridge, but he's so much more than that. He's a musician and he's an artist and um, he's a naughty boy and he's a bon viveur. He's He's all these things, right? And I saw him. I don't follow many people. I think I follow 23 people, so I get all my information from him. And I saw him um, retweet something, and it really... Well, first of all, I thought, well, that's a waste of time. But then I thought, some of the most worthwhile, funny things are a waste of time. And it, it kind of, it lodged in the back of my brain, and I couldn't let it go. And the more I thought about it, the more it excited me, and I thought, ah, this is this is potentially a work of genius. Um at Big Green Books, right? At Big Green Books is the Twitter handle if you want to um, be part of this. Um, it's um, a bookshop. Uh, uh, BigGreenBookshop.com is the website if you want to go and have a look at it. I thoroughly recommend it. Um, and the bloke that runs it is a bloke called uh, Simon Key, and he's on the line now. Evening, Simon. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Um, at Big Green Books is the Twitter, and we're going to plug the hell out of your shop, because I, I, I predict That's a happy right. ending for this. Um, <laughs> y- you know what I mean, though? When, when, when I first saw what you were doing, I thought, well, that's a bit stupid. Yeah, I did. I did, too, when <laughs> I started doing it. Tell, tell, tell everyone what you're doing, because actually, it is... And, and when you're listening at home, yes, your knee-jerk reaction will be... That's a bit stupid, but just let it sink into your brain because actually it's beautiful. What are you doing, Simon, and why? I am tweeting the whole of Harry Potter to Piers Morgan. One tweet at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, that... If you um, were German or, I don't know, and you called that performance art, you'd be getting a grant from someone for doing that. Um, now, is it just? Is it just the first? Is it just? Is it just the first Harry Potter book that you're doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> why, why are you doing it, man? Well, um, uh, Piers uh, was on a program in the states um, where he got some magnificent abuse from a guy called Jim Jeffries. Yes, and. There was a. There, it was tweeted up on, or, tweeted on Twitter, obviously. And uh, J.K. Rowling, um, Jim Jeffries, basically on on like a live, quite rude chat show, but went, "Oh, Pierce, why don't you f off?" Something like that, wasn't yeah, it? And it, I mean, it's it's it was quite a sweary program, but it's a beautiful, beautiful clip. It really is. And J.K. Rowling said, 
watching Piers Morgan getting told to F off was as good, as glorious as I could possibly imagine. Mm. And Piers Morgan then replied saying, oh, uh, I can, I've never read your books and this is the reason why, or something like that. Yeah. And so I thought, Piers, you've never read JK's books. So you spend your whole life on Twitter, so perhaps the best way for you to read her books is to read it one tweet at a time. Oh, it's, it, is, it is. I just think it's wonderful. And what's wonderful... When did you start doing this, Simon? Um, Saturday evening. Because I, I saw it, I think, I don't know when Scott retweeted it, but I saw it and I thought, oh, that's good. He'll keep that, he'll keep that going for, you know, a couple of hours. <laughs> and yeah. then I checked yesterday, and then I checked this morning, I thought, he's still doing it. He's, you're actually going to go through with it, aren't you? Well, yeah. yeah I, I think I might, if JK lets me. I haven't, I mean, the thing is, there's, you know, there's a few issues about tweeting a whole book. Yep. There's, you know, but uh, I have tweeted JK Rowling to say, look, if you're, are you okay with me doing this? Uh, obviously, you know, she's a busy person. So uh, she hasn't tweeted back yet, but, you know, I'll, I will carry on until I'm told not to. I've I got guess. a feeling that, uh, are you hoping that you're told not to quite soon? Is that, <laughs> is that what no, you think? I've got no. a feeling she, she, I like JK Rowling. Even, oh, God, I, I think I. she's, A, she's a genius. She's a genius. Yeah, and she seems yeah. to have a deliciously wicked sense of humour. I bet she's chuckling away at this. Uh, well, I, I, I hope so. I hope so. You know, I, I hope that uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's making a lot of people laugh, and that's really cool. And it's kind of, yeah, it, it, and, and Piers has bitten a little bit. He, he tweeted me earlier today. So, uh, what was the tweet he said? He did, because he, he's tweeted you a couple of times, hasn't he? And yeah, yeah, um, there, was a yeah. really, there was a really good one that, that gave you impetus to keep carrying on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, because uh, when I first started tweeting, I said, um, when it, the end of my, my tweet was, I'm doing this because Piers Morgan is a dirt yes. and JK Rowling's amazing. And he tweeted back saying, so. The Big Green Bookshop are uh, tweeting the whole of Harry Potter at me because I'm a dirt. Tw- a twit, I think was the a, word, a wasn't twit. it? Yes, yes, a twit. Yes, I, yeah, 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 something like that. Uh, they must be a bigger twit than me. And so, Which so is great he, for you. Well, he tweeted it to five million people. One, so 1. Five, 1.5 million of those are bought, five, of course, Simon. Don't forget that. Uh, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So but, three and a half million people now know the Big Green Bookshop that didn't know it. Eight hours ago, and uh, your your Twitter followers have gone up as well by a couple of thousand at least, haven't they? Yeah, um, we. I mean, we we love Twitter, and the Twitter's been a really good thing for the shop. And Is we it? had we yeah, really good. And we've had we had about twelve thousand followers on Friday, and oh. now and now um, that's twenty one thousand yeah. just under. <laughs> Is that well, right? Is yeah, it? yeah, <laughs> just well, yeah, just over twenty thousand. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Thanks, Twitter. Is it? Well, it, ha- have you had? Because I tend not to tweet politics and I, I, I no. occasionally i do and I, you just get um yeah, horrible nazis and racists I, I don't like this term all right because no. it, it, it demeans what actually what they are have you had you must have had some of that coming into your twitter uh, sphere um i've had a bit but it's generally been rather rather friendly you know um even um yes i mean my Twitter feed today has been ridiculous, and it's like constant, wonderful, wonderful retweets and lovely things that people have said. And but yes, there's there's obviously the, the occasional tweet that says you're an idiot, you know, and it, but you kind of 
get to expect that on Twitter a bit. Yeah. Which is a shame, but yeah, yeah. But there's it's, been some, okay. I saw Cassie Burke retweeted you. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That's cool, it? isn't it? I saw that. <laughs> Yeah. And someone dropped in some chocolate as well earlier on. Oh, yes, I don't know who she is. She said, I fo- I've started following on Twitter and I just want to give you this. And it was so sweet. We've had so many lovely things happen today. It's been incredible, incredible. I do have to ask, is the bookshop business so slow these days that you, you've got the time <laughs> to do this? <laughs> Look, I, I, I do Twitter all the time anyway before yeah. this. I mean, you, you, I've, I've tweeted a few hundred thousand times on various... Twitter feeds. I have other Twitter feeds, so um, I can do this. It's kind of like like part of your part of the business now. Yeah. So doing that it doesn't really impact on the business at all. Me and my business partner Tim are very happy to do this stuff, and you know it, it doesn't impact on the business. And and something like this has been really helpful. We've had one of our busiest Mondays ever today. So you know we've taken money so which is great <laughs> you can hear me typing away it's just because i'm i'm t- about to tweet your twitter handle and your website as well that's why I'm, I'm tapping away so <laughs> how is business in the bookshop world is it all right you're, you're sustaining well we've been there for almost nine years now um we yeah we uh, me and tim were the owners of a water with us owners of a water so that'd be lovely wouldn't it mm. the managers the managers of a, of a waterstones in wood green that used to be there and it closed down yeah and i and it shouldn't have done uh we were doing well and so i said to tim look there's no bookshops left in wood green we need to open our own bookshop and he said yeah, yeah, right then. And, uh, so, <laughs> oh, great, great business minds. Yeah, this is it. This is, it was it was as simple as that, you know. It was, and so we started a blog called yeah. "Open a Bookshop: What Can Possibly Go Wrong," <laughs> um, which is still on the Big Green Bookshop blogspot. Um, and essentially, we we sort of uh, chronicled our idea of trying to open a bookshop having no we've never never done that we've run a bookshop that's a different thing to yeah start your business and and we so we started a book uh, a blog and we built up a load of followers on that then we started a facebook group and then we essentially found a property which is where the big green bookshop is now whereabouts is it because i used to live i used to go busking in wood green like 20 years ago whereabouts in wood green is it um it's in between it's just off a little side street between Turnpike Lane and the shopping centre. Turner Piccolana. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I've got the bag shop. It's um, near that. Well, that, that that's the um, what was it called? The Turnpike Lane ladder or something, wasn't it? Uh, there's a ladder. The ladder's the Harringay ladder, which is right. the other side. Right. But yeah. It's, it's kind of you know it's five minutes away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I used to go busking around there, Simon. Jeez, can you imagine? Oh, awful. Did you, did you make a lot of money? No, we did. We did. No, of course not. Yeah. We're terrible. Imagine me and my mate Conan singing Leaving on a Jet Plane. Flipping, heck. There's some great tap dancers who do very well at busking down there. Do they? Yeah. Is there still that really good um, greasy spoon at the train station? Um, there was a big a, a, a turnpike lane? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's still there. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. great cafe there. You used to get massive yeah. breakfast for a fiver. Mm. Um, yeah. And people look at it, because I've got, I've, you know, if you listen to the show, and I think you do, I've got two little boys who are seven and five, and one of the great joys uh, for us is if we're in, if we're in town, going into a bookshop, and, and the, the enthusiasm that the boys, we, we went to, um, and I'll talk about this later, we went to see the robot exhibition at the Science Museum. Oh, I went there yesterday. I was there yesterday! <laughs> what, what time were you there? Well, I didn't go to the robot one. I went up to the top floor because they've reopened the 
the thing at the top on the top floor. The um... oh, the the, well, the 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 play bit. Well, not the play bit. It's, it's yeah. What's it called? I can't remember. But we deliberately didn't go because we 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 went and we managed to get tickets for for um uh, the the robot exhibition in an hour's yeah. time, and we yeah. had a little wander around. But it was so packed yesterday. It, it was, was so busy. Wasn't it? it was awful. You had to queue everywhere. Yeah, I, I've I never had to queue at the museum before. There was a I, brilliant. I, there was a brilliant bit. You oh, had to queue to get tickets to go to this this robot exhibition, right? And yeah. there were. They were um, there were shows like every half an hour or something. Basically, you, you, yeah. you queue and you go in. And I was queuing for about half an hour, and we got there was me and two a, a couple in front of me and a guy in front of them. Right, and the woman came up. She said, "Right, just to let you know." And this was at um, eleven o'clock. Just to let you know that the exhibition is booked out now until four o'clock. But I think we can. And the guy in the front went, oh, stuff this then, and stormed off. And she went, no, 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 come back. And he walked off. And she said, but I think I can squeeze you into the 1245. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of queuing, I was, I'm, I'm going to talk about this later on. We, uh, we were in town, of course, we don't live in town. And um, the boys had heard about the Lego shop that's in Leicester Square. The new one, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of my one of my friends, Luke Mackay, who uh, he he went there. He was tweeting about it. Oh well, we days ago. we yeah. went there. How do I? Oh, Luke Mackay's a chef, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. all this through Scott, right? So we we said to the boys, we we're in town. We said, look, we, we we'll we'll get a cab into town. We'll get some food, and then we'll go to the Lego store and have a look. They went brilliant. So we had some food. Now we got to the Lego store. There was a queue. <laughs> To yeah. get into the Lego store, and there was like to the picture of it. It's uh, ridiculous. And I said to the guard, the guard, I said, "Is something going on?" They said, "It's for the shop." So <laughs> they're queuing to go inside the Lego shop. He went, "Yeah." I said, "How long's this?" He said, "About forty minutes." I went, "Just to go into a shop." And do you know what? We queued up to go <laughs> into the shop. Well. It was tiny, I thought. It was, it was a tiny. Anyway, we're going oh. off on a tangent slightly. Yeah, a bit, a bit. But, but, but we went to see the, the Robe exhibition. And when we came out, you go via the gift shop, of course. And the boys wanted to buy books. You know, it, it, it seems, yeah. I don't think this is my kids. It seems that, the, that young children want to read. And that's well, where you need to yeah. get them. Well, that's right. That's right. I mean, I've got a six and an eight year old. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's such a wonderful thing seeing them one, seeing them pick up a book off their own back, deciding that, you know, and they love going into bookshops. I mean, I've got a bookshop, but, you know, and, and they, you know, they still, they still like coming in. They still like, you know, they, they, they love just sitting there reading books. It's, and it's very exciting to see it. it really uh, is exciting. Yeah, it's all linking up. Look, you, you, you're, you're about to become viral because oh. it's, you're starting to pop into my, Timeline now, Danny Kelly from uh, uh, talk, oh, I like talk, lovely talk, Danny Kelly. He's just tweeted a picture of your shop, so you're either going to oh. start getting loads of business or a brick through the window. I don't know. Oh, yeah, which. yeah, yeah, because that was um, because we Danny and uh, Alex um yeah. came to our shop to give us a load of books because we were we were we went uh, we were raising money for um the Calais Jungle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, to, uh, there was something in the Guardian. Um, there was someone who who started a bookshop a library uh, sorry a library in the Calais jungle and they wanted books so we thought well I, you know we can help there so i i tweeted out to our people you know our, our customers and stuff saying look if you if you want to give us some books we're going to try and find a way to get them over to the to calais and alex and danny got in touch and said well we've got loads of books you can come and then we um and then some people said look can we can we give you some money for it and then it got you know and we raised a couple of grand and me and my mate Marky Market um, 
drove over in a van to Calais and delivered all the books. Oh, to... It was lovely. It was really lovely. And it was amazing because we went there and it was it was a horrible day because about an hour before we got there, um, the, the, the French police had um, uh, cast... Oh, I'm not sure what the word is. And sort of moved back, like bulldozed, let's put it that way, 200 yeah. tents. Um, because they said they were outside the camp and they were good. And, and it was just a really hard night for them. We, we turned up and everyone was amazing. The yeah. people in there were sort of, they were so friendly. They said, hi, you know, we walked around the camp and it was amazing. It was a really amazing experience. And so we dropped off these books and we, um, and some money, obviously. And, uh, yeah, it was just an, you know, a, a, a good thing to do. That's something that we can do, you know. What about British kids who want British books, <laughs> Simon? And all those other ridiculous arguments that don't make any sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that. Oh, yeah, the other thing we do. Yeah. Uh, anyone who buys a book from our shop can nominate any school, and we will give 10% of what they spend to that school to buy books for their school. Man, listen, Simon. I'm so glad we got to we got to chat. You're a terrible businessman, but oh god, an awful. We're still going there. It's a miracle, isn't it? <laughs> it is a miracle. It is a miracle, and it it, it, it is. I think it's so refreshing when 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 you know we're hearing that high streets are dying, and and you know what could be classed as old fashioned shops like bookshops and record shops are still going. It fills me with a little bit of warmth, and when they're run by nice people like you, it's wonderful. There's a lot of love for you on Twitter right now. Um, you. You've got to keep going because I well until you get bored. You don't, don't listen to me, but I've, I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling in the next couple of days you're going to go super viral and it's going to go around the world. Well, it's um, it's been quite exciting so far. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. And thanks, and thanks for uh, getting in touch. I'm oh really no, no, it, it, it's literally my pleasure. Once I saw that you were doing it and you you're up to like sort of two hundred and sixty-seven tweet number two hundred and sixty-seven <laughs> or something, I thought this is art, man. This is actual performance mm. art. At Big Green Books, I've just um, retweeted Danny Kelly's thing. Someone's retweeted a video of your shop. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, yeah. That's how we open the shop. Yeah, there's a video of how we open the shop. It's all there. Yeah. Big Green Books. Uh, no, 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 no. BigGreenBookshop.com yeah. is the website. That's it. Simon, listen, man. Anytime you've got any other silly projects, you you know, you, you have an open <laughs> invitation. My show is Brilliant. your show. Good. The, the good guys, um, Scott Balcony, actually um, print, pr- produced and helped us print our uh, book bags. So they're good guys, aren't they? Well, let's not. Oh, God, shit. No. Let, let, let's not get carried away for all right. They're all right. right. They're all right, all right guys. Right. They're dodgepots. <laughs> Simon, absolute <laughs> pleasure to talk to you, mate. And you. Best of luck. Thank you very much indeed. Simon Key at Big Green Books, biggreenbookshop.com. Um, he sounds like a rather decent egg, doesn't he? Honestly, it's so funny. And what's interesting is, I I forgot to mention this because we went off on so many tangents. Piers Morgan hasn't blocked him yet. He's not blocked him. So it's all appearing in his timeline. Um, We're going to speak to a Ghostbuster in about five minutes' time. What a busy show. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, Wasn't he delightful? Um, and it's such a, f- I mean, it's a ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous idea. It's a ridiculous idea to tweet an entire Harry Potter novel to Piers Morgan. But it's just the fact he's doing it and he's kept a straight face while he's doing it. Um, 
It's wonderful. Here's the thing. Gosh, we're going off on so many tangents there. So many things I was going to talk to Simon about. And um, I forgot. Here's the thing that I, I admit with some difficulty. I quite like Piers Morgan. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know that when he was editor of the Mirror, he had those fake pictures of it was like so it was British soldiers supposedly torturing Iraqis and they were fake. I know that. I know that his tongue is so far up Donald Trump's um as the Americans would say, a hole. I know that. I know he tweets really obnoxious offensive things, right? I know all that, and I don't like any of that. But I kind of think Piers Morgan is all right. Which is why when I see him tweeting, you know, derogatory um, tweets about women during the Women's March, and, you know, calling Matt Haig, who I would would class him as a friend, but certainly an author that I respect, calling him a snowflake and all of that, and I, I just... It sits really uncomfortably with me, you know. Something like that. I'd always come down on the side of Matt, but um, I quite like Piers Morgan. Part of me thinks, yeah, I think you might be right, Kath. Part of me thinks he's playing the panto villain, okay, which is okay. That's that's acceptable. Part of me thinks he's seen what Katie Hopkins has done and has become, and the amount of money that she's made and thinks, oh, I wouldn't mind a piece of that. Um, it's weird as well because he works with Susanna Reid, who I don't know Susanna Reid very well at all. You know, if I if I were to see her on the other side of the street, I would cross over and say hello to her. Um, but I know that she's a... Th- I, think, I think Susanna Reid is absolutely brilliant. I know she's a thoroughly decent person. And um, I just... I just wonder what she's thinking with all of this going on. Do you know what I mean? I quite like Pierce Morgan, even though he tweets obnoxious, rancid, offensive rubbish. It's confusing, isn't it? The modern world is so confusing. I, I, I don't really understand it. Um, and uh, the reference to uh, Piers Morgan's followers, he's got 5.1 million followers on Twitter, but you can do a thing called a Twitter audit, and um, about 1.5 million of those Twitter uh, followers were bought. I'm kind of tempted to buy some Twitter followers. I'm kind of thinking I might um, up my numbers quite considerably by getting a few more... How many? How much does a million Twitter followers cost? How much would that cost? I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Now, on um, Friday show, I think it was Friday when you lot were in the doghouse for not really rising to the challenge, and then it turns out I got it wrong. I got the figures wrong. Actually, the show's done all right. Um, we were going through the papers, and um, we saw this cracking story of um, this lady, Tracy Proctor. And you know me, dear listener, you know me. I love a good ghost story. Now, a year ago, I would have poo-pooed the ghost stories as, oh, this is nonsense, fantasists, idiots. But in the last, well, since being here, and it's almost a year, it's 11 months. In the last 11 months, I've started to um, question my resolute belief that ghosts don't exist. 
I, I'm not quite so definite now. I do think that maybe, 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 maybe there is something out there that we can't explain. Now, whether it's ghosts, you know, dead people, or whether it's um, interdimensional, or whether it's time travel, I don't know. I don't know. But as I get older, I'm starting to think, well, maybe me dismissing all of these ghost stories outright was a little bit unfair. By the way, you're always welcome to call in with your ghost stories, 0344 So we saw this story in the paper. Um, uh, I've got it here on the Mirror website. A mum claims a man-hating black monk ghost won't let any men come near her and has even scared her kids and former partners away. Tracy Proctor said she'd been haunted by the protective black monk-like figure for the past 14 years. Um, and then they have the, the, the usual glum face pictures of someone looking glum. Well, she's got in um, some experts, some paranormal experts, ghostbusters, you might call them. If you were a tabloid newspaper, we're not tabloid by any stretch of the imagination. So we call them paranormal investigators. And I said to Catherine, get me these paranormal investigators on this show. Well, she's only gone and done it. Uh, we've got Mark Vernon on the show. Evening, Mark. Uh, hello, thank you for having me on. No, no, thank you very much for coming on. Um, tell us about this, um, well, tell us a little bit about yourself first, Mark. How did you get into this? You and your, is it you and your brother? Um, yeah, at the moment it is, yeah. I, I used to have a couple of teams, um, but <laughs> they all oh. ran away and left me. And when you said, when you said at the moment it's my brother, I thought you were thinking of getting rid of him. No, um... But team members that I have, I have them for certain jobs. Right. My brother does the EVPs and because I'm busy getting it on on film. You know, the, the now, the EVPs, that's when you you, um, rec- you put a, a blank blank tape, listen to me. You get like a recorder and you, you kind of record nothing and then play it back and you hear voices. Yeah, um, I've got the video on YouTube, but what I do is... Uh, I get people to record, you know, the digital recording. Yeah. Uh, to record, ask a question, see if you get a reply. Yeah. But if you do get a reply, I will tell you what's actually been said before you actually play it back. Because I'm. How does that work? I can hear, well, I can hear the voices. Oh, okay. So. You can hear the voices that the own the the other people can't hear. Only the tape recorder can is picking up. You can hear that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done it many many times. Um, I'm not a big medium kind of thing, fan yeah. kind of thing. It's, but they, they say like it's clear audience. You like you know when you can hear things, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just a block of can hear voices. I mean, I don't know what it is. When so. did you? When did you? Because uh, I find this fascinating, Mark. And I remember what I said a year ago. I've gone, who's this nutter? But as I'm getting older, <laughs> I'm starting to think. You know, I'm I'm becoming more open to the possibility that there are other things out there that are beyond my ken. When did you first start hearing the voices and when did you realise that it wasn't, you know, a mental condition? You you were actually hearing the voices of dead people. Uh, I was ten years old when I, first, when I saw my first ghost. Scary? Uh, well, it was two ghosts at the same time because right. it was a little white corgi dog. It was walking a dog. It, it was a monk. And it kind of Appeared in front of me, walked down a path and disappeared. And that's what started it all off. I didn't know you could get ghosts of animals. 
Oh, yeah, spirit Can animals, you? yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, the, well, the casing we're involved in at the moment, um, with this Tracy Proctor, Yeah. Um, this is what got me involved in it the first time, because I'm involved in a few cases at the moment. Okay. A, a couple of high-profile ones. Uh, because she, uh, Tracy, kept, she sent me a few pictures. Yeah. And there was ghost animals in the pictures. Which got me intrigued. So I decided to investigate. And so, she, how did she get, in, you've got a website, have you, Mark? Um, not a website, I've got an e- well, email address, markbeesneez at gmail.com, okay. but I've got a YouTube channel, where paranormal yeah. channel, where I film my videos. Right, and so she, she just got, in, she just sent you a message saying, oh, can you help us, Mark? I'm having terrible trouble... Because this, she's, she claims, or the story portrays it, that, that these ghosts are scaring away her potential boyfriends, and, and it's, um, it, it's putting men off wanting to go out with her. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm at Tracy's now. I'm actually sat on the set team. Are you? I'm, I'm on lock, yeah, I'm on location now. I'm just, well, I'm actually filming now oh, while we're doing this. Beautiful. What, 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 can, can you see anything? Can you pick up anything at the moment? Well, I've got the cameras running. I don't actually know what's going to happen until I, I go through the footage afterwards. But yeah. all I'm saying is now I'm I'm here at the moment yeah. and I'm filming. Um, I can't remember what the last question you asked me. Well, is it? Are these ghosts in, interfering with her love life? Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. So um, is, is, Tracy, she saw a couple of my videos on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and because I come from Wakefield, the same town she lives in, she asked me to come down and have a quick look. Yeah. Um, nine times out of ten when you get called in, people ask you to come down, there's something going on. And obviously, it's not going to be haunted all the time. Yeah. But within the first five minutes of us walking in, I knew it was haunted. Because you can feel the spirit energy and stuff like that. Can feel, see and so she's obviously seen it, because she's been there a while. Is she well, no, so- she's, she, she's never seen it, you see. Well, oh. the thing is, at the moment, oh. it's all of, it's scared a family out. Oh, All heck. sons and daughters. So if they can't see it, Mark, what was what was happening that was so scary then? Oh, it's a black monk. It's a black monk with no face. Um, people in the kitchen have seen uh, ki- Well, all over the house have seen it, but it's just men. Tracy's, Tracy's lived here for 14, up to, well, between 14 and 19 years now. Yeah. She'd never seen it. But it's a bit strange, all yeah. the men have seen it, so it's trying to scare people away. Isn't that incredible? So so if she brings a potential suitor back home, she goes, well, I'll just be back in a minute, Steve, I'm just going to put the kettle on, and they'll be in the living room, and suddenly they'll see this black monk. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I've got the video on YouTube, I've just been informed tonight. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a... From this investigation, from the last one, um, she, she had a boyfriend called John. Yeah. Well, I've just been informed tonight that they split up because of it. He's, he doesn't want to come back to the house. Oh, poor old Tracy. <laughs> I think it's funny, but... <laughs> Are you sure, Mark, that, 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 you know, maybe she's got, I don't know, she's got bad breath or she farts or something, and they're just, they're no, saying right, this goes just to be polite? No, it's like, well, if she was crazy, I'd tell you... If, she was crazy, but yeah. believe me, she's genuine. I mean, as soon as I walk in, well, I'm, I'm a catalyst, I can tell. Yeah. As soon as I walk into a pro, I can tell within five minutes if the place is haunted or not. I mean, it doesn't matter if you try to mm. pull a leg over me or... Yeah, yeah. Like, I know so straight away. It's so, just... What? Because I heard the voices when I walked in, yeah. I knew it was haunted. And what is, what is the I Black Monk me. saying? 
it's it's not well, it's not him. It's she's got other things as well. Mm-hmm. There's a group of women here. I've got some really crazy AVPs, but they're also speaking French as well. Hey, now, uh, 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 okay, so you, uh, how many people? Uh, this is the weirdest thing. Because you you sound like a sensible down to earth bloke. This is the th- this is the thing you see. You sound like a, a normal bloke, and I, I have no reason to doubt you. How many voices would you say you've heard there, Mark? Um, over seven or eight, nine. Yeah. And the, I mean, there may be more. Yeah. But so, I've actually recorded them all as well. They're all on yeah, all on tape to anybody who wishes to hear them. It I. I I don't know how easy it is, uh, Mark, but it'll be great if, if at some point this week, if you could email us a little clip of some of those voices. Um, well, yeah, I mean, well, you got me email address. You get in touch. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, well, I mean... you, you've spoken to Catherine, so she'll 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 get in touch. But um, because uh, I'd love to play it because I find it fascinating. What is there anything you can do about the, about it, Mark? Can you? I mean, uh, exorcism, or I mean, you've got to be religious to do, it, haven't you? I, what is no, there any way you can no, get rid of have, them? You don't have to be religious to do something like do that. Do you not? I, I don't, I don't get involved with normal spirits. If they're not, if they're not doing any harm, yeah, then I'll, I'll leave them be. But they're, they're <laughs> she, Tracy might argue they're doing harm. They get, they're stopping or having any nookie. Well, uh, Tracy's lived here for nineteen years. Yeah, no harm has ever come to her. Yeah, it's just something scaring off any male that comes into the house. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet because. The, the first time I came, obviously, because I've been in the newspapers for this one and everything, yeah. I was here, it was just a three-hour visit to see if it was haunted. Yeah. And the footage we got, it's gone worldwide at the moment, yeah. so it's like, there's a few radio shows checking up. Yeah. Up and Would you say that this is the most haunted place that you've ever visited, Mark? No, no. What was no. the most haunted? Um, I have a secret location which I don't divulge. Uh, but it is in Wakefield, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that narrows it down, sunshine! No, well, basically, if I'm not doing anything, then yeah. I'll actually go practice. I, I will go practice my ghost hunting skills. Go and practice your ghost hunting skills? What does that yeah, mean? talking to spirits and stuff. I mean, getting the tape recorded out and trying to try and get an EVP. But I have certain locations where I do this, but... I'll do it myself. I'll, I'll ask you a question, Mark, and I'm putting you on the spot, and you can tell me to jog on if you want. No, ask me an honest question, I'll get you on this thing. But... Okay. What are the chances of me and my producer, Kath, coming to your top-secret ghost location in Wakefield? Uh, 100% if you pay me. Oh, flipping it, I'll see that. <laughs> I was like, that is it! <laughs> I was hoping you'd say, you'd say, yes, we'll do it for free, and we'll, we'll blindfold you for the last hour of the drive. Listen, well, if I can get you on camera with a ghost... Yeah. You give me loads of publicity for free, won't you? Oh, you can come on the show. Hey, Mark, listen, you're a mate of the show now. You come on here any time you want, fella, of course. Well, yeah, well, I mean, how long would it take you to get to Wakefield? Well, I'm not coming tonight. Don't worry. (laughs) No, it won't be tonight. It's got to be next week, because we're uh, we're doing a TV show for ITV tomorrow. Oh, screw those. I can't tell you what program it is, but it's something to do with my case tonight. Okay. At the moment. Is it it Jeremy Kyle? No. I was close there, Definitely wasn't I? I was close. I would not stoop that low. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some morals. Um, so, um, so what are you going to do with this then, Mark? Are you going to you you you're, um, you're just going to sort of let these ghosts carry on as they are, are they? And just no, I'm going to find exactly find out exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, tell Tracy. 
what she's got on because she invited me in here telling me what she thinks she's got and then obviously when, when I'm in here I can find out and then I tell her what she's actually got. This is all very... She's got, well, she's got more going on than she actually thought she had going on, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's very scary house, especially for your male. So have you have you felt unwelcome in there, then? Oh, yeah, big style, yeah. I know there's something here. I know it's here, but it's going to try and hide itself from me. But it can't, so... Is it... I'm gonna, now, this might sound stupid, but I'm just I'm just thinking out, uh, uh, out of the box, right? She is worried that this ghost is scaring away uh, all her potential lovers. Is it... Is it possible for a human to shack up with a ghost? Could she... Could she marry the black monk? Now I've said that out loud, I realise that sounds stupid, <laughs> No, I mean, it? she could if she wanted to do, but I don't think she would. I mean, she... Uh, She's quite an attractive woman once you see her close up. Her pictures don't do her justice. But her sons and friends have been in the kitchen cooking cheeseburgers. Yeah. And an ambulance had to be called. Uh, One of the guys turned around eating a cheeseburger and there was a monk stood in the kitchen doorway. And he started chucking on his burger. Went blue, ambulance, ambulance was called and... But it's just the males. It just happens to the males. Whatever it is, I don't know. It just... Don't like the males. Oh, mate, this is... Uh... But this is a true story. I mean... Yeah, no, I believe you. He's driven a family out. Yeah, no, no, I... Be- Listen, she... I, be- I believe her. She looks, you know, in the pictures, she looks honest. I, I, you've got no reasons to tell me any porky pies, Mark. I, I believe it. I believe it. Um, listen, I'm going to pass you back to Catherine. Um, just swap yeah. email addresses because I'd love to hear some of those um, clips of the ghost talking. And um, uh, keep in touch, Mark, and let us know how it goes, won't you? Well, you want to get yourself on video with a ghost. Yeah. This is the place to be. All right. Okay. Arrange your night off, and then we, Mate, we can sort something out. Listen, man, we'll sort it out, and uh, you have a, you have the hotline to this show. Anytime you want to come on, Mark, you speak to Catherine, and we'll get you on, OK? OK, she got me number, sir. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Flipping heck. What am I thinking about? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. She looks all right, close up. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Oh, t- two completely different... Well done, Catherine, for sorting uh, him out. Two completely different, uh, wonderful, wonderful guests. I'm more than happy. And um, a couple of people oh, Howard Hughes territory. No, 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 no. We're all humans. We could all be ghosts one day. More than happy, dear listener. If you want to share your ghost stories, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. It costs you, well, it's probably free. It will cost you pennies otherwise, and we call you back. Caddick! Hey, baby! <laughs> what the hell was going on there, boy? I thought you said Vic! I said Caddick, you muppet! Cooking potatoes. Cooking potatoes at this time of night? You won't be able to sleep. It's it's the cheesy potato fritters for tomorrow. What? Hang on a minute. What, why are you cooking them now? So they can cool overnight. Yeah. And then we can mash them to make cheesy potato fritters. Or you could cook them tomorrow. Ah. Uh, 
I've got a lot to do, haven't I? Because it's the worst day for me tomorrow. Why? What's happening tomorrow? It's Valentine's Day. Hey! Knocking one out, crying, feeling lonely. On Valentine's Day, Alan Caddick will be on his own, looking at porn and playing with his pee-pee. And saying, girls, don't you love me? My name is Alan, I am lonely. Tickling his balls and wearing a leather glove. Sad to do that, Ian. Sorry? I'll be too sad to do oh, that. Oh, too sad to do that. That's terrible. Al. Hey, listen, I've Valentine's... Been for ten years. Valentine for ten... Well, hang on a minute, how old are you? I'm, I'll be 37 on Thursday. And you've only been single for ten years? Yeah. That means ten years ago you had a, you had a partner? Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, Valen- the, the thing about Valen, I would feel, well, if I was single, I'd feel more miserable every other day of the year, because Valentine's Day is rubbish. I haven't done, in inverted commas, Valentine's Day since I was 16 and I bought some red roses for Kerry Wakeford. I haven't, I haven't done it since then, because it's a waste of time and money. What about Fandango? Well, you, you know what? I, I bought a house that we live in. How's about that? She lives in a house that I bought. We bought it together, actually. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not... Why? Why? We're old and married. You don't want to worry about stuff like Valentine's Day. Steve, Valentine's Day. Well, of course, I'll, just, I'll get through Tuesday and look forward to Thursday. Get, get what, what's happening on Wednesday. The pre-birthday build-up. Flipping it, Caddy. It's like a week of um, celebration sandwiched in between. No, a week of misery. Oh, it don't matter. Um, so you're going to get through tomorrow by eating um, cheesy potatoes. Cheese and potato fritters. Beautiful. Um, and then Wednesday, it's a pre-birthday warm-up. And then there's the birthday Thursday. Yeah. Okie dokie. What are you doing for your birthday, then? I've got nothing planned at the moment. He'll be wearing a leather glove, touching himself in his private parts. Wearing a leather glove, having what I would call a posh way. Uh, uh, remind me to more of the old songs I was listening back to. Oh. From the 5th of March, where I actually own it. Oh, well, there you go. 2009. Okie dokie. Not sure what was going on at the end of that conversation. It got a bit weird. Mainly because he started singing songs about onanism, and I was having none of that. Um, w- w- always a fun phone-in. Songs about onanism. Kath, come in. Let's play um, songs about onanism tennis. Come on. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Oh, brings the computer in so she can cheat. 0344 499 1000. Tomorrow's show, by, by the way, dear listen, tomorrow's show. And this is not um, in any... This Actually, I had this idea before I saw the um, tweeting of um, Harry Potter to piss. Morgan, tomorrow we're going to create either a film or a play or a book. It's going to be a piece of art made up entirely of quotable quotes, right? Because I was watching the 2008 Incredible Hulk movie, which I bought for a quid, right, in um, sex. Because my kids love Marvel superheroes, because they're playing Lego Marvel superheroes, right? So, and we bought the Hulk because it was a quid. And I'd forgotten I'd seen it. It's quite good. Edward Norton as the Hulk. And it's quite good. Tim Roth as, um, um, oh, what's the name of the bad guy? Uh, Oh, what's the name of the bad guy? Tim Roth as... He's like a bigger Hulk. 
I thought Mark Ruffalo was the Hulk. No, they want. Here's the thing: they wanted Mark Ruffalo to do it, but the part went to Edward Norton. But now it is Mark Ruffalo. Um, ag- ag- not aggravator. Um, accumulator. I, I want to say accumulator, but I know it's not right. Agitator. Anyway, no. And it's got the bit in there. It's, it's it's quite a nice film. It's got nods, right? Like the security guard. Oh, someone I would like to get on the show, please. The security guard is Lou Ferrigno. Oh, yeah, it's nice. And you see a clip of Bill Bixby on a TV show. There's some nice bits. And I, I I always get a childish thrill when you see an actor's eyes turn green when they open the eyes and they're green and he's, he's changed into the Hulk. No, I couldn't watch that because as a kid I used to watch the Hulk yeah. every week, but yeah. only the boring bits because I found <laughs> the other bit scary. So. Um, when his eyes went green, that's when I would disappear from I the room. I had the poster that um, a lot of people felt. I think it was from the centre pages of the TV Times, which showed Bill Bixby. Yeah. Dr David Banner. He wasn't Bruce Banner in that because Bruce was too gay a name. Um, changing into the Hulk. Yeah. He was but there's a, there's a very funny bit in it where he's learning Spanish or Portuguese. And he's in Brazil. And he's this guy starts a fight with him. And he says, in Portuguese... Don't make me hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. And they're going, what? <laughs> hungry? He goes, no, that's the wrong word. Hang on. Angry! But that's a joke that only works in English. But it's subtitles. Yeah, but in Spanish, the words are different. In Portuguese, the words are different. Yeah, because he got the words wrong. He's, he hasn't learned the language uh... properly. Um, but so I thought we could do an entire performance based on quotable quotes. Okay. And it will start with, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I will allow cheats. You will be able to do things like said Steve. So you can put little things in there. So, so it's probably going to be a book, and I'm, I'm going to type it up. If I can be bothered. You won't. Uh, it, I, well, I might do, actually. I've still got the list of counties somewhere. Um, so it's going to start off. In fact, that's how it starts. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, said Steve. That's how it starts. <laughs> and then it's got to be quotes, and it can be quotes from films, from, um, uh, like, plays, if you're a bit of a knob... Um, uh, just famous quotes, okay? We're going to build a whole big, the, the whole three hours tomorrow is going to be that. Okay. You up for that? Yeah. That'll be fun. That can happen. Right, Onanism Tennis. All right. Um, the Divinals, Touch Myself. Oh, I was going to go there. I went first. Turning Japanese. Um, although they would say it isn't. Uh, Pictures of Lily by The Who. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 um, 0344-499-1000. Dana, stay there. We'll be coming to you after, uh, the news. Um, we're talking about that. We're going to talk about, um, robots. We're going to talk about the Science Museum. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to do my Denzel Washington impression. Oh, gosh. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Lego store. The greatest, greatest piece of marketing I have ever come across 0344 499 1000 late nights with ian lee on talk radio across the uk online and on dab take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with ian unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation make contact with ian lee 
Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hip, 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 dear listener. Ian Lee, Late Nights with Ian Lee. Again, I just want to reiterate, on Friday I spoke rather harshly uh, to you and criticised you for your, um, uh, it being your fault that this show was uh, failing miserably in the Rage Our Listener figures. Well, over the weekend... Um, I've actually had a look at the listener figures, and while the station is down massively, this show is only down a tiny, tiny bit. It's only down a little bit. So actually, I'm very happy with that, and I think it just goes to show that because I am such a skilled presenter, um, A, I was right to have a go at you and put you in your place. It's always good to keep you on your toes, and B, my good captaincy of the good ship this show means I have steered it through the choppy waters of Talk Radio's Rajas. Guests coming up this week. Who are they? Dave Mason. Dave Mason and Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull. And I was a little bit... We, we, we spoke to Ian Anderson uh, earlier on today, and I was a little bit unsure as to how it was going to go. But we spend the first five minutes talking about the name Ian. Yeah. Um, you won't and... hear that anywhere else. <laughs> can I show you... Oh, uh, can I... Sh- um, I don't make notes very often unless it's about... I don't make notes for an interview unless it's someone I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about. What does, what's the third question there? The name Ian. Here we go, you see. I'd made notes I was going to ask him about it. And with, with the first five minutes of the interview is talking about Ian's, the spellings of Ian's. And it was like you opened <laughs> up, I mean, a wound that had been festering for a while for him. He was so <laughs> pleased to be able to talk about it. It's a real secret club to be um, uh, an Ian. I always think if there are three Ians involved in a conversation, man alive. LBC has got three Ian presenters, Collins, Dale and Payne. And sometimes I'll have Dale and pain on and then they'll have someone phoning in called Ian. Ian. And that to me is just that's just like a, a, a void, a vacuum. What's your beef with Ian? It, that it's a plain name. Oh it's got no it's got no hard letters in it. I a i n. I mean mine is slightly different because I've got the second I. But that's it. When when you're when you're the only saving grace about your name is it's got a second I then what that what a terrible position to be in. There's no, there's no K or T. So I've been, I've been with children all weekend. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there are no K's or T's. You know, it's, it's Ian, Ian. Mm. It's just Blansville. But there were a lot of um, plain names in the seventies, weren't there? Um, like our generation is full of them. These days, they've all got exciting names. The kids. Well, you know, uh, you've got your your um, Siennas and all those names and stuff. When I was growing up, I mean, Catherine was about the poshest name there was isn't in it my funny? class. There were a lot and of Claire's also, and Emma's. Because my name is Ian Lee, that's five vowels in a seven-letter name. Five vowels, and it's the only the only consonants are N and L. Flipping heck, man! So, what would you rather be called? Do you ever think of it? I used to, when I was younger. I used to when I was seven or eight. I used to pretend my name was John. <laughs> well, that's better. Yeah. Okay. Or Ian is Gaelic for John. Oh yeah, because it's like Jan. Yeah. Well, um, it is. And um, so I wanted to be called John. John's a strong name, actually. John. 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 I know a John, mm. and he's a right knob. John, the knob. John. Hello. What's your name? Yeah. And this is my cool friend, John. <laughs> J-N. J-Honor. John. 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 Ian. John. Ian. 
John. Yeah. Okay. John. John. So, okay. John Kirkpatrick. Wow, you had a surname as well in mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, totally, man, totally. My auntie Edna wanted to be um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. She just wanted it. None of them have got middle names, and she always wanted. She always made out that that was her middle name. Right. What I'm going to do now, right, is I'm going to play a clip of an actor. Right. I'm either right. What oh I'm no! Do, don't do this. No, no, no! Is my computer on it? Is this? This is something because I, I feel I might have to reboot it because it's doing something. Let me just let me just do a test noise because I think my computer's playing up ever so slightly. It does this sometimes when you plug things in. Let me just see if this works. Ah. It works. Now you're going to hear two voices, and it is two voices. It is not the same voice being played twice. One of the voices will be movie star. Denzel Washington. The other voice will obviously be you. Will be me <laughs> mimicking voice. <laughs> the voice of movie star Denzel Washington. Now, your job, dear listener, is to work out which voice is which. Are you ready? Good. Now, I'm not saying if the first one is me or is the movie star Denzel Washington. Um, Okie dokie. So I'm just going to get ready to do it uh right i'm gonna do it now ability to you i ain't got to like you now i don't give you everything i got to give you i give you your life me and your mama worked that out between us and liking your black ass wasn't part of the bargain now, don't that, you- can, can i say that was actually denzel washington because i would not say your black ass uh I would not say a black ass on the radio, apart from now to highlight you said that. It twice. Yeah, I know. Well, the only reason I'm saying you're black ass Stop three now. is to highlight uh, that that was actually him. Okay, so back to the game. Here we go. Through life, worrying about whether somebody like you or not, you best be making sure that they're doing right by you. You understand what I'm saying? Hang on. Everything that boy do, he do for you. It's right, not. Hang on. Right. Hang on. Is there a say I got to like you? Okay. None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. As long as you're in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. Got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. Got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why do you think that is? Because of you. (laughs) Hell, I know it's because of me. But why do you think that is? Because you like me? Like you. Right. So the game starts now. That was... That was was all Denzel. That was all Denzel and another actor. So the game starts now. Is this voice you're going to hear, is it um, me or is it Denzel Washington? I go out of here every morning. I bust my butt because I like you. You're about the biggest fool I ever saw. A man is supposed to take care of his family. Now, Catherine, you know the answer. So let's just try that one more time. We're all going to know the answer. He's supposed to take care of his family. And here's the second voice. A man is supposed to take care of his family. Now, one of those was Denzel Washington, and one of those was me. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play them again. Okay, here we go. It's number one. A man is supposed to take care of his family. And here's voice number two. A man is supposed to take care of his family. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Do you, um, let's go to, uh, let's go to, yes, Ray. Good evening, hip, hip, hip. Yeah, we haven't got time for this, it's competition time. 
fair enough. Uh, I'm going to revisit a topic that you were talking about. No, it's competition time. We'll have to come back to that in a minute. Line one, yes. Who, which one was Denzel and which one was me? Ooh, you make me want to touch myself. Okay, now, do you see? These are the idiots we're dealing with. Well, I'll tell you. This, voice number one, was Denzel Washington. <laughs> A man is supposed to take care of his family. And voice number two, a man <laughs> is supposed to take care of his family, was me. My name's Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Honestly spent 15 minutes in my car driving in. I heard um, that trailer for that uh, uh, Denzel Washington film on the radio, and I heard that line, I thought, oh, oh, I think I can do that. And I was, I did, without any practice. But once I did it, it was so delicious to keep repeating it. I just did it over and over again. It was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well... Dana! Hip, hip, hip! Hip, 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 Dana! And I just have to say, um, to the wonderful, mysterious Salome, it, it's, mm. it's, it's good to hear the wonderful, mysterious Salome. You literally no well. idea what you're talking about. No, no idea what you might mean. No, um, no idea. Uh, no, okay, I've, I've just been listening to a very old podcast over the weekend. Get a life! No, I, I, well, yeah, this, I was a bit down over the weekend, and I was, just came across things, oh. and that's another story. Oh, sounds um, like Caddick's call. Cool. Uh, well, and, and, and for Caddick's birthday, I'm seeing Angelos and Barry. Oh, well, <laughs> well, you won't be seeing... The... Angelos. <laughs> yeah, there won't be no Barry there, mate. He's dead. Well, well I thought they'd dug him haven't they? Haven't they dug him up, and aren't they going to... Oh, I, don't, I think there's a Barry impersonator. There's an actor called oh, Alex I thought they, now, I yeah. thought they nailed him to the floor, but... Oh, but wouldn't that be The hideous? other thing, I was just wanting to make sure I... I hope I have met the criteria, yes. because I couldn't ring in Friday, and I heard the podcast, and I'm a bit concerned that... Maybe no, that, that, it turns out that was a mistake. That my figures hadn't dropped that much at all. Certainly, was significantly less percentage-wise than the station, oh, yeah, and that's, that's because okay. I'm brilliant. That was is it. You, you, you are the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's all because um, of me that we've got. When, when we lose listeners, it's your fault. When we get, when we hold them or or <laughs> um, increase, it's mine. Obvious. I, I want to talk about a ghost yeah, incident. Let's have it. Um, so um, I, I'm living at the moment in a in a friend's house, yeah. and. In this very house, a long time ago, about 20, 20 years ago, yes. in in the bedroom, um, quite a big room. I had, um, and it was this was about twenty years ago. There was a big old style cassette radio yes. CD player, yes. quite large, um, and it was in the middle of the bedroom. And the aerial, um, so it, the aerial. Hang on, your phone. The phone dropped out. Then the aerial. Oh, what the the aerial was up. It was pointing yes. up. It was very erect. Yes. Um, and everyone was downstairs. Yes. There was nobody upstairs at all. Right. And I distinctly heard a bang, a bat sound, like a bang on the floor. Yeah. And nobody thought anything of it, because, you know, houses make weird noises. And I went upstairs, and when I went to bed, yes. the radio was still in the middle of the room. Um, but the aerial had been completely bent, as if someone had grabbed it and sort of cracked it a bit like, you know, like a... Like bent it over in two. Right. Had had like a book fallen off. On, no, on nothing. It was so in the middle. Nothing mid- had the, fallen nothing, off. It, it was in the middle of the room. That nothing hit it. Nothing had fallen on it. Um, and I'll always remember that. I've still got the radio, uh, and the aerial is still broken. 
Um, it was twist Why completely. Why do people say that? I'll remember that till the day I die. Well, <laughs> if it happened 20 years ago and you remember it now, yeah, you probably will. It's not, that, that, I remember, um, I remember the time uh, I was five and I kept soiling my pants so much that we ran out of clean pants and I had to go and wear a pair of my sister's knickers. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that till the day I die because it happened, uh, 23 years ago. So well, will I now you've said that. Yeah, but, but so it, it doesn't mean anything. I remember, I remember that, I remember no, that to this day. Well, yeah, it's called, that's a memory. It's called remembering. I think maybe it's just that in the last 20 odd years, I've not led a very exciting life. So maybe that was just a moment that, that, but also in the same house, in this yeah. house, I have seen a cushion lift up and turn. and then Get out of town. That no, I have. Yeah, Dana. Honestly, it did. It Dana, did. that did not happen. <laughs> It did. No. It did. I don't believe, I genuinely don't believe that. Where is it? We really? had the other fellow on the Ghostbuster. I believed every word he said. <laughs> it it, it you really gave happened. A, no, well, you saw a cushion lift up on its own. Yes. I, I saw a small <clears throat> cushion lift up, burned over, and it was went down again. It's, it's almost as if someone picked it up and turned it over. Because I, I know that when my friend moved into this house 30, whatever it was, years there ago. Was a cleaner had killed herself 100 years ago <laughs> to that very day. They, they did hear like a scraping sound, like a leg scraping. And they, they, they had, there, was some, there was some scraping. old person here with a gammy leg a long time ago. Honestly, the cushion did move. It really did. Absolute nonsense, Dana. And with that, hang your head in shame. We've got people complaining about the pods. Why? Someone says that um, Friday's pod cuts off in its prime. Really? And then Simon Price, I don't trust this Simon Price guy, says, I have this problem quite a bit, the cutting off of the end of your pods. Is this an iTunes thing? Then he goes, woman? Woman? He's asking you. He's talking to me. Well, I don't know. Well, people... Don't ever go up pricey, because he's calling you by a nickname. The but... woman. <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to be sick. Stop it. We had, before the show, we both had a big pizza each. And we didn't share any with Ed. We shared a little bit with James Whale because he came and took it, but we didn't want to share it with James Whale. He wanted to share some with Ash, uh, but then he got called back into the show. And other people from other shows were coming in, and they were looking at our pizza, and we didn't share none of it. And I got two pieces of my pizza left, and I'm going to eat that on my way home. And uh, I bought the pizzas, and it's not even two-for-one Tuesday. It's it's bugger all Monday. (laughs) Well, I'll go and check the podcast then. Okay. I mean, I think it's just some of you at fault. And on that bombshell. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. Good evening. I'm going to re- revisit a topic you had on going on Friday. Beautiful. Um, you were talking about Tina Charles, she who gave us I Love to Love. Yeah, we spoke to the brilliant Dougie Wright who played drums on that song. Yeah. Um, do you remember those uh, Top of the Pops albums that were somehow popular in the 70s? It was like low-budget um, versions of hits uh, re-recorded by session musicians. Quite often those session musicians were uh, Rick Wakeman or Elton John. Yes, and uh, even Tina Charles as well. Oh! Whenever there was, whenever there was a, a Diana Ross song that needed singing, she was um, drafted in. She was Britain's Diana Ross. Um, yes. Someone, didn't someone... Um, release all of those um the elton john ones recently on yes. cd as elton john 
Yeah, there were two CDs released. One has 16, the other has 20 tracks, but it's got him That's covering... That's how I like to categorise my CDs and records, by the number of tracks. And uh, it's got him covering acts like Badfinger and um, Cat Stevens, even um, Stevie Wonder. I am really enjoying, at the moment, reading Robbie Robertson's autobiography, He From The Band, What Backed Dylan. And I don't like Dylan, not a fan of Dylan at all, but... I'm tempted, I'm tempted, I'm tempted, I'm tempted to buy the basement tapes, which is Bob Dylan and the band holed up in this house in, um, I, is it, is it Woodstock? I can't remember where it is anyway. They're holed up in this sort of like farmhouse for months on end and they just go in and Dylan has some words and they turn on the tape recorder and they record a song and then they finish that and they go on to, but I, I, I'm just wondering if I buy it, is, is it? Will I... It, someone tell me what to do! <laughs> well, as long as it's from the period, you know, when he could sing. Right, thank you very much indeed. Richard? Hello, how's it going? Oh, I just don't know what to do. I'm worried that if I buy this album, I'll either hate it, and then that will be... That will constitute a waste of money, or I'll buy it and I'll start falling down the Bob Dylan rabbit hole. Well, I bought an album the other week um, on CD, and then uh, it arrived, and I was like, oh, brilliant. And it was in really nice packing and everything, and I realised I don't have anything to play CDs on anymore. Oh, Richard, you are a bell! How, how can you not have a CD player, or at very least a, C- a ROM RAM drive for your computer? Well, just everything, uh, like I replaced my laptop fairly recently, and would so one without a CD player on for the first time. Well, but then, then, you, then you have to buy the extras. I've got that. I've got one of those Apple ones. And you go, where do I put the CDs in? Oh, I've got to spend another 70 quid buying a CD drive. Very clever. And, but, and it's supposed to be to make it ergonomically sound, right? But it means, yeah, I've got a very slim computer. I've also got to carry a bloody CD drive in my bag with me. Well, then I also thought back to, like, when, cause I remember when I first noticed it didn't have a CD player, I thought about buying one, and I was like, when was the actual last time I actually oh. put one in? Like, I've got loads of them. We're, we're t- anyway, really... enough about that, uh, Richard. When did you ask to use a CD? Hey? Hey? That's a topic, isn't it? I made a, I made a sexual joke. Uh, I don't think I get it. Carry on, Richard. Carry on, Richard. That's the problem! Uh, you don't get it! Carry on, Richard. Carry on. <laughs> Um, you know, actually, I've, since I've been alone, I've got a ghost to it, like, the other, the other um, week. Uh, I usually, like, usually use my phone as an alarm. Yes. But um, recently, the internet in our flat has been, like, uh, broken, so I've just been using sort of, like, a personal hotspot thing. Yes. Oh, can I just say... Battery. <laughs> can I just say, thank you, Luke. Uh, Luke has just tweeted, don't buy the basement tapes, most of it is horrible. Thank you, Mr. Luke Haynes. <laughs> uh, when, when one of um, Britain's premier songwriters, and um, let's just say gentlemen who certainly knew how to um, get money out of record companies in the 90s, is telling you what to buy and what not to buy, you know you're in excellent company, and uh, I shall not be falling down the Bob Dylan rabbit hole. I can still say the only decent song that man ever recorded was um, a song about a sign in a chemist's window. It's oh. just generally mundane, but... Yes. Is, uh, he, Bob Dylan, generally mundane. He, he is. I like... I am tempted to go and see... Because I saw in the paper Bob Dylan is doing a concert at the O2, right? And it'll be rubbish. And the O2's too big. 
And Ed's going to stop tweeting and Facebooking and answer the telephones. Um, um, he'll, plong, he'll play for too long as well. He'll play like, for he'll too think, long. Oh, this is almost over, and then he'll come back on and do another. And half I won't hour know thing. any of the songs because I don't know Bob Dylan songs, and he doesn't play the songs like they were recorded anyway. But Bob Dylan's probably not going to see 2018, is he? And it would be nice to say, "Oh yeah, I saw Dylan. Yeah, yeah, I saw Dylan. Yeah, it was, it was classic." Uh, Classic Dylan gig, 2017 at the O2. I was at the back, was watching it on a big screen. It was classic, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was real classic. You could probably just get away with saying you were there anyway. Yeah, do you know what? I might do that. Richard, get to the point of your phone call, please. Uh, well, no, I don't know whether to tell my ghost story or get to the point of my phone call now. Uh, t- well, uh, well, hang on a minute. Tell, tell your ghost story, and I'm going to make it... Hang on a minute. I'm going to make the ghost story seem a little bit more relevant by playing some relevant music. Where's my music gone? Hang on a minute. Um, hang on, hang on a minute. Um... Oh, where, who's... Uh... Please don't go to... No. Yes. No. Just shut it, pal. No. Flipping it. No. Unga, 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 shaga, unga, unga, unga. Right. <laughs> I played that to my kids, my youngest kid, and I asked him to recreate that noise, and this is what he came up with. Unga, zaga, 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 unga, zaga. I hate kids. Here it is. Well, right. it's, it's close to your Denzel Washington. There we go. Right, shut up, man. That was rude. My Denzel Washington was bang on. <laughs> yes, Richard. Yes, tell your ghost story. Uh, right, sorry. Uh, so yeah, my phone. Ba- I used my phone as a lot. My my phone battery had died uh, overnight. Um, but and so I slept in late for work. But all of a sudden, I just like just got this really cold feeling, just sort of sweep across the room. And I just sort of like usually when my alarm goes off, I sort of like you know roll around. It's difficult to get up. But I just sort of had to leap up um, and just sort of feel compelled to sort of work out what this cold noise was. Um, what had actually happened was that I'd slept into 10 o'clock and Julia Hartley Brewer had come on the oh, radio. mate, come <laughs> on now. Don't, you can't be rude about, you can't, no, 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 come on now. Hey, is, does that thing, this works, doesn't it, right? Because I'm, I'm, I have given up on bedside, um, digital alarm clock radios because for some reason they always seem to die on me. And we've been having a lot of power cuts recently anyway, so... In my house, not in, in, in the country. It's not the 70s. So I've started using... Generally, I don't have to get up at a set time. But I, on the times I have, I've started using my telephone as my alarm clock. And it worries me because I, 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 I don't always plug it in when I go to bed. And you're waiting for the... You know, there's the battery going to run out. All of that stuff. But explain... Riddle me this, Richard. How the hell does this work? And it works, right? You go to bed, right? So you go to bed at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, because you're young, okay? And you have to get up at 6 in the morning, right? And you've got no alarm clock and no phone. What would you do? Tell me what you, you would do to make sure you woke up at 6. Uh, I wouldn't. I'd sleep in. Nope. I, I, if I don't have an alarm, I'd, I'd just sleep until someone wakes me up. Hang on a second. Barry Westwood. Hey, Ian, how you doing? You go to bed at te- 10.30, because you're getting on a bit, right? And you have got to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. You haven't got an alarm clock. You haven't got a phone. You've got nothing, right? How would you make sure, Barry Westwood, that you woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning? What would you do? I would have a bash, Ian, at getting 6 o'clock into my mind. Yes. How? 
by just sort of positively telling myself six o'clock. You're both idiots. <laughs> you both idiots. Catherine. You drink loads of water before oh, bed. Oh, for God's sake. You do? You're an idiot. Ed. Please give me the right answer, Ed. Oh, I actually had the answer that Cat had, that right. you drink about no. ten glasses of water. No, 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 Keep no, no. Keep your curtains open. No, you're, you're nuts. Right. You bash your head six times on the pillow. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. 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 And you wake up at six o'clock in the morning. Now, that works. That works. I don't know if, if um, Colin Fernandez, the Daily Mail uh, science correspondent, has done research on that. It works. My way, the waterway, is the way the Native Americans used to do it. Yeah, look what happened to those guys. Well, they, they, sold up. The, they sold their land for beads. <laughs> if you're a Native American, you wake up with a wet floor. It's not as bad as waking up with a wet mattress. Good is it? point. Catherine, I've got some lovely beads. Can I have your house? No. <laughs> um, it, now, why does that work? How does that work? It works. It I work. get no, no, no. It works. It actually does work. It's not even a thing. It actually works. How does it work? Oh three four 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 nine. Hang on a second, uh, Barry. I'll come back to you in a second. Hang on, Dennis. No. Oh, <laughs> what? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Dennis, did you just drop one? Hey. Yeah. How, how would you wake up at six o'clock in the morning? Well, I don't get to bed till two o'clock in the morning, and I wake up regularly at six. Right. How do you do... Do you bash your head? No, have a pee. Okay, right. Can See, we, can we, we just take this out of the, 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 the gutter and the lavatory, please? It works. Give me... Okay. Let's put it out there. People complaining they've not had enough topics recently. Here's a topic. Um... Who's complaining? Call uh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Who's complaining? Great topic. I like it. <laughs> Here's another topic. Here's another topic. Um... Call in and tell me about the time you woke yourself up by bashing your head on the pillow. You, you, you've got to be on the hour. You can't do quarter past or half past. That's the only downside of it. But call in and tell me about the time you woke yourself up, dear listener, by bashing your head on the pillow for the number of hours that you wanted. That to is as up. nuts as my mum reckoning that I could um, absorb my maths homework by sticking it under my pillow at night. Although, no, that works. Oh, come on. Oh, I used to learn... Like, when, I was, when I was an actor... I used to learn lines like that. I mean, obviously you've got to read them, <laughs> but you read them, and but you read them in bed. And you stick them under your stick pillow. Stick them under your pillow. Next morning, I know more. I know all the words. I know what's happening. I know more. It works. Some things you can't question. Some things are, 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 are bigger than you. Isn't that right, Barry Westwood? Well, I guess so, Ian, yeah. I mean, I, I think, actually, I've heard about this knocking your head on the pillow thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, honestly, it's not even—it's not even me doing a, a bit. It's not like Friday show. I, I swear to God, it works. Actual fact. Uh, Richard, did we get to the point of your call? We didn't know. Then thanks very much for calling. Uh, Barry, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is why. Well, first of all, uh, Waterstones, Uxbridge, and my sister agree with me. You bang your head. But this is why I hate Twitter and the internet. You can't trust it, right? It's talking about Dylan, right? Bob Dylan. I'm saying, yeah. that's what I was saying. I might, I might buy this album. Barry, I'll come to you in a minute. Luke Haynes says, don't buy it. When, when Luke Haynes... Which one? The he's the one. fellow that came in. I know Luke Haynes. Which... Remember him? He had the, yes. the moustache. Yes. I was a big fan. Nice... I said I was nervous about meeting him. Yeah, the nice girlfriend. In the, in the book, he's quite sweary and aggressive. Yeah. 
That guy. Yeah, but which Dylan album? The one I lent, I lent you the book. You no, liked it. Yeah. You, you said no. bits were funny, but it was a bit too sweary. I never said that. Yeah. Which Dylan? Oh, I'm so sorry. Bob. Oh. <laughs> hey! Hey, come on! That is, that is which spot Which album? That is spot on. That is a brilliant little little set piece. Lovely little Lartsy. What I felt there was Duende. Um, the Basement Tapes. Because it's him and the band, and I'm reading about him and the band in the Robbie Robertson book. Great book, mm. great book, love it. But the review said the book was dry. I like dry. You like lists books. I do like lists. Um, although there's lots of talk of smoking hashish, and it did make me think... Anyway. Um, and Luke said, don't buy it. I'm going, I'll trust Luke, because he likes the monkeys, and he writes songs saying he likes the monkeys. Then I said I might go and see Dylan. And this is why the internet is, is uh, un- untrustworthy. Lane tweets Dylan is God. Well. My sister says, I saw Bob Dylan perform at a festival in Italy. It was awful. Don't do it. So, you know, what am I What am I to do? I'll probably do it just because my sister said don't do it. And but I've then she'll be the last, right. No, I've spent the last 43 years being contrary towards her. No, you haven't. Uh, yes, I have. Barry Westwood. Hi, Ian. Yeah, um, first of all, Ian, uh, Dougie Wright, cracking guest. Who? Was it Dougie Wright, your last guest? Oh, Dougie Wright, I thought you said WI. I thought we've not had the Women's Institute on, although... <laughs> One for the list. Um, he was good. Friday, it's a bonus podcast. It's out there. Dougie Wright, uh, session musician and general, all-round delightful gentleman. He's played He's played with Adam Faith, with Cilla Black, with David Bowie, before he was famous, um, on Tina Charles. He's he's drummed on Tina Charles. He's played with the Bay City Rollers. He's um, uh, everybody. Everybody. It was good. Yeah, that's a bonus podcast, guys, and I thoroughly recommend you download it, and it will enrich your lives. That's your cue to speak, Barry. Okay, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first of all, just Second about the Messiah, all. Bob Dylan. Yes. I'm going in May. Oh. He's touring. At the O2, are you going to see him? Uh, Cardiff. Okay. okay. I'm taking the grandkids. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's going to be ropey, isn't it? It can be. I've seen him uh, three times. Two have been brilliant. The other time he got one on him, he just it didn't happen. Didn't fan- he didn't fancy it. He didn't fancy playing to the 15,000 people that had spent about 75 quid a ticket. Well, so he didn't fancy Dylan, it. that's Dylan for yeah, you. Yeah, he didn't fancy you know, it. He is a messiah. He's, I think, it. the best he's lion of any uh, lion that I've heard from any song, and I've listened to a lot like yourself, yes. is from Mr. Tambourine Man. Mm. Dance beneath a diamond sky with oh. one hand waving free. What a load of rubbish. Oh. Oh, that is a very attractive way to dance, what apparently. A, the only good song he's done is the one about a sign in a chemist's window. And also, also... Hello, lady, lay, lay across my big brass bone. Is that Denzel again? No, that's how he sings on that, doesn't he? <laughs> he sings funnier. Why does he sing funny on Lay, Lady, Lay and then sing through his nose for every other boring song he's done, Barry? Because he reinvents himself. Dylan is Dylan, man. You. Anyway, give him a go. I see what's good. I don't like Dylan, but I tell you what I do like is the D. A. Pennybaker movie. Don't look back. Yeah. You seen that? Excellent. Yeah. Very much I, so. I keep telling Kath to watch it, and she won't because she don't like Dylan. I don't like Dylan, but that film is absolutely stupendous. A because you're watching um, a, a, a really arrogant 
cocky young man, at the height of his powers, now whatever yeah. those powers may be, but caught in the middle of a whirlwind. You know, he's literally, he's in the middle of a whirl. not literally, he's metaphorically in the middle of a whirlwind, and it's just fascinating to see it. Absolutely fascinating. I've never uh, seen a music documentary that's so candid. No, it's a classic, and there's so much stuff going on within that. Yep. Alan Price from The Animals... Yep. Who was the... Uh, who threw that it? ashtray? Who threw the ashtray out of the window? They're in a hotel room, right? And someone threw it in the manor. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Dillon, but someone's thrown an ashtray out of the window, and this continues. Who threw an ashtray out the window? Who th- Donovan, was it you? Uh, Atlantis. No, no, Bob, it wasn't, but I'll go to the street and clean it up. <laughs> it is. Do- Donovan's like, no, no, Bob, I didn't, but I'll go to the street and clean it up. Atlantis. It's it's wonderful. It's it's just watching this guy. I, it's it's great. It's just the same. You know, if 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 the songs were as good as the Beatles, uh, then it would be it would be the best film of all time. Unfortunately, the songs are, are terrible, tuneless. <laughs> yeah, he probably wrote the best. I think, um, like a Rolling Stone. Oh, crikey, I mean. Oh. You know, how anyone could write something like that. Well, you, know, you sit absolutely... down and you just spew out a load of rhyming words. Like a rolling stone. Yeah, but you know. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Barry. On, on this issue, we are deadly enemies. Well, we can agree to disagree. We, we cannot do that, sir. I will meet you at dawn and I will kill you. I will kill you. No, I don't get Dylan. But I wouldn't mind going to see him, just to say I've been to see him, but I'd probably get bored halfway through. You'll take great delight in saying, I went to see him and he was rubbish. Concerts? People saying, people weekend, we want more topics. I'm giving you gold. And you know. Okay, here's a topic. Concerts or shows? Not films, we've done films. Concerts or shows you've walked out of? I remember um, about nine years ago walking out of the Beach Boys when they were playing Good Vibrations. It was when I was kind of a purist. And um, it was Mike Love and Bruce Johnston and a lot of people I did. I, when, when I only recognised two people on the stage, that ain't a Beach Boys. And I walked out, admittedly, it was probably the last song, or they may have done the awful Barbara Ann afterwards. But um, I, 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 I walked out um, then. Um, oh, oh, I remember. Back in the day, when I was earning TV money, um, I bought me and, me and my girlfriend, and we lived in Tatford Towers, the house that Kula Shaker used to live in, Tatford Towers. Um, we bought two tickets to go and see Liza Minnelli oh. at the Royal Abbot. They're about 250 quid each. Yeah. Right. That's was, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We left halfway through. <gasps> she was miming for quite well, a bit of it. she was. She was probably a wreck. And, and I was, this popped up in my head the other day, and I was thinking... Why the hell did I walk out of that? I think it's somewhere to go home and have a smoke. But we, were, we left in the interval. It's, about, it's literally about 450 quid's worth of t- two tickets. And we walked out. Idiots. Couldn't believe it. The who I've walked out of, but that's because I had to go to work. <laughs> Rock and roll, man. <laughs> Rock and roll. Um, but that was the night I introduced them on stage. Um, other bands. I haven't walked out on anyone. I went to the toilet when Snoop Dogg came on at Live 8. So did all the rest of the women in the place. Oh, I walked out during Pink Floyd at Live 8. I, mm. I went, I thought, probably, probably going to get the tube now, beat the crush. <laughs> well, I was sitting on the floor by then. Um, I think I'm, yeah, that, anyway, there you go, guys. You, you, I'm going to keep doing topics because you've asked for them. You won't phone in because you're losers. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hip, hip, hip. Uh, evening. This is Ian Lee. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Tick your Rage Our Diaries now. Too late. Um, we are asking you this evening, uh, concerts and, uh, theatrical shows you have walked out of, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number, and also, 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 back me up on this, guys, it can't just be me, if you want to wake up at a certain time, try it tonight, right, it will work, and you haven't got a phone or an alarm clock or watch or whatever, um, if you bash your head on the pillow, say you want to wake up at seven, you bash it seven times, you will wake up at seven. That's like basic science. That is, we spoke about the Native Americans earlier on. That is Native American technology. That is ancient Egyptian. That's what the Aztecs would have done in ancient Greece, for God's sakes, guys. 0344 499 Katia! Hello! Hey, where is your tonto? I've walked out of uh, Watain. Tain? Watain. W-A-T-A. Watain. Yeah. Watain. 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 It was terribly smelly. Absolutely awful. I was wondering Is Watain a band? It's a band, yes, it's a band. It's a... Watain. Watain. I didn't really know at the time, but they have um, carcasses on stage. They have carcasses? Yes, I... Oh, God. Jesus. I, I know. Mean, God. Yeah, that, that's a bit hey, much, really. well, I mean, guys, listen. Yeah. Alice Cooper uh, was doing that in 1973. <laughs> Get over it, guys. Carcasses ain't news. Mm, have, yeah. You want to be shocking? Have babies on stage, real babies, mm-hmm. without headphones on. That's shocking. That will get you. That will get you on the front page of the newspapers, and it'll get you talked about. You want to be shocking? Get babies crawling across the stage without headphones on. Yeah, that is actually shocking. Oh, there's a dead pig. Oh, there's a dead cow. Oh, that ain't nothing. You see them in. You know what? You can see dead pigs and dead cows in shops. They've got them in Tesco's. That's not shocking. They haven't got babies crawling around without headphones on in Tesco's. That is shocking. If you want to get, right, any band that's starting tonight, maybe there are some, some young people starting a band tonight and they're thinking, what's our gimmick? We all need a gimmick. Paul McCartney's got the left-handed bass. Uh, Frank Sidebaum had the, the pink tie. Um, uh, uh, the pink Floyd were crap. Whatever your gimmick. Here's your gimmick. Babies crawling around on the stage. Without headphones. Without headphones. By the way, you've just reminded me, Katia, really, 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 genuinely sad news. Uh, Chris Seavey's son, Harry Seavey, died yesterday or today. I'm not quite sure. He was involved, he was on a, I think he was on a bicycle, and I think him and another lad, uh, and a car. Um, had a, I don't know the full details. I, I didn't really want to dwell on the story. But I think he's only about 25 years old. Oh, it's the, yeah. it was so, and I, I'd, um, I think I said hello to him. I had said hello to him because when I saw John Ronson giving a talk in King's Cross a couple of years ago about Frank Sidebottom and um, Frank's band, the old blimey big band, got back together and Harry came out 
and sang a couple of his dad's songs, and it was brilliant. And I said hello to him afterwards, and I shook his hand, and he died. 25. Oh, it's so sad. That poor family, that poor, poor family, that poor boy and his mum. Anyway, Katia, sorry, I, I meant to, I, I just wanted to acknowledge that, because, I, I, you know, not many people will have heard of Harry, but very sad, you know, very sad. Anyway, Katia, yes, continue, yes. Avus, if we play. Um, so that that's that. Oh, done. we've done one. One down. How many more to go? <laughs> that's the one thing done. And I, I'm going to ask you for some advice as well. Beautiful. Can I? Shall I? Yes. Okay. Um, right. Here's the thing. I've been doing a few, inter- quite a lot of in- interviews lately. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm due to interview Ian Anderson as well. I spoke to him tonight. Yeah, so, how was he? Yeah, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, why don't you ask him um, about uh, being called Ian and what a burden it is? Okay, see if he, uh, you know, answers the same thing. Straight then. in there. This is the thing, <laughs> Katya. My interview technique is very simple. Right. At the start of every interview, to get the person on my side and to judge the mood, straight away, yeah. I ask them what they think about being called Ian. <laughs> okay. And in 15 years of interviews, this is only the second time the person's actually been called Ian. The other time was Ian Ogilvy, the saint. And he took umbrage at that and he walked out! Ronnie Spector didn't know what to do with no, it, did she? No, no, and we normally cut those bits when we broadcast those interviews. Um, but it, that's quite often why when you hear what sounds like the start of the interview, the Ian question has happened before you've not heard it, and why they sound a bit flustered, but they're relieved to get a question about their new record. Okay. Right, that's good. I'm going to start with uh, with the Ian question there. Yep. See what happens. I hope it doesn't work. He's out. a delightful <laughs> old. Um, he's a delightful older uh, gentleman, and he's a good turn. He knows the business. He knows. He, you know, we had strict instructions. We had to talk about this specific act that he was promoting. We got that out of the way, and we just <laughs> chatted about being on stage, about getting older, about right. um, you know. His, we just had a chat. He's a really nice bloke. Right, so you had instructions. That's really that's no, not weird. Ins- not instru- well, a it's not that weird. Oh, really? And B, okay. they weren't they weren't really instructions. The the PR company are always keen to promote the new album, the new tour, yeah. the new book. They're always keen. Um, and um, you know, it, 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 it's only polite, isn't it? If you've got someone's yes, time, it's only course, polite yes. that you talk about the thing that they want the, to promote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you give them, you know, a few minutes to talk about their thing, and then yeah. in return, generally they give you, you know, a few questions that they've probably had sixty million times. You know, that's yeah. um, that's the trick. But I, I, I didn't, re- I don't know that much about Jethro Tull, so <laughs> I was at a slight disadvantage. But he was absolutely delightful, and we're probably going to play that out this week at some point. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. Although I can't really listen to it because you said to me I can't listen to other people interviewing the people I'm going to. When did I say that? That's the worst advice anyone could ever give you. <laughs> Always listen to other people and nick nick bits. <laughs> what did I did I genuinely say that? Uh, no, no. You said to me, don't listen to too many. Interviews. Oh well, that's a completely Not different too thing. Many. Fake, fake news, Katia. Fake <laughs> news. Fake news. Fake news. Okay, so here's here's my question. Oh, uh, what am I going to do with all those those interviews? They are being broadcasted. That's really nice of the person who does that. Yes. Um, and it's one-off shows. It's one-hour yes. one-off shows on Total Rock. But then, I'm, I don't know, where do I go from You want there? to monetize them. 
Well, that would be good, maybe. Yeah. Doing quite a lot of research and everything. Yeah, so there like ain't it. no money to be made <laughs> well, from it, honey. Matter, then. Well, I don't know. What do you want to do with them? Do you want to put them out as podcasts? No. A what? Sorry? So what did you say? Put them out as podcasts. Um... What do you mean? What do you mean? What? What? Well, they, hang on. They've gone out on the radio. What more do you want from them? Yeah. What more? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What's she talking know? about, Catherine? I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know. Is that good enough then? Should I? Cause, cause the... It's really cool because I can do whatever I want with the show. You know, I've got carte blanche, which is really nice. Can you say I that think. in English though? <laughs> so... White card. <laughs> yes. You've got white card. <laughs> yes. Um, well, well, what do you want to do with them? The only other thing I could think of is a podcast. Okay, but then you can't put the, mu- the music in the podcast, can well, you? That's the me- problem. W- I mean... Uh, who's going to know, Katia? Well, <laughs> I don't want... Well, also, well, don't put the music me. in, then you just put it out as a 25-minute interview. Okay. 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 Well, I don't know what you... What, okay. I'm going to cut you off, because you're in the Okay. What did she want me to say? She wants to. I think she wanted to, you to say, "Give them to me, Katia. I'll play them on my show, and in return, we'll give you um, right. barrels of gold." She ain't going to make any money from it. No. And I was bored of that also, conversation, and Frank, I'm never going to listen. to Frankly, that. in Katia's position, when I was a newbie starting out, I would have been very happy to have them go out on the radio. They're going out on Total Rock. Exactly. They're flipping it. Grasping. Grasping. They're going out on the radio. <laughs> Um, or transcribe them and put them in a book and shove it up your doofer. Woo! Um, 03444991000. Can I just say to everybody who over the weekend was tweeting me and emailing me, you should have topics on, 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 on digital, you should have topics on your show. Got to have more topics. I know, I know you don't like topics, right? But you've got to have topics because it, it, it means that, that gives a bit of structure. Loads of people. I had loads of people, right? Gosh, all those radio consultants. What a surprise. I'm, I am pumping out. I'm spaffing gold out out into your ears through the um, the speakers. No, that's what it is about them. No. They're used to freestyling. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you. Um, I'm surprised you didn't know about the bashing your head on the pillow thing. It does genuinely. Work. I've never heard the bashing head. I heard the tap in your forehead. Well, it's the same kind well, of. Well, I know. Um, I didn't want to ruin it though. It sounded so much more I, dramatic. But I used to do it as a kid, and um, and it worked. I mean, I want. Okay. I, to be honest, I used to double double it. I used to do that, and I used to drink loads of water. But what does the water do? It makes you wake up early because you need a wee. Hey, I had a dream last night, and I'm and I woke up. I, I I got into bed right. The kids went to bed at half seven. I thought I'll have a little lie down. I took a pill, you know, I took a chill pill, literally a chill pill, not an ecstasy. And uh, I was in bed. Let me Robbie Robertson right, and I was listening to um, Bob Mills, Bob Mills, Bob Mills show on Sunday. I love it. I was listening to that. Seven till ten. And it's just, it's him, and he normally has two, sometimes three guests in. I knew, again, I knew um, John Mann. I know John Mann a little bit through Stan. I've not spoken to him for years, but he was, um, he used to listen to us on Three Counties. And um, I love it. It's such a good show. It's just, generally, I say blokes because it's the, the few I listen to blokes, but I know they have women on as well. But it's just comedians and people connected with comedy talking about, it's kind of an era when I was sort of doing stand-up, you know, so I'm sort of aware of some of the names that they talk about and some of the clubs they talk about. But I would say about 80% of it is a different world to me. And I love it. Mm. I absolutely love it. They were t- telling stories about um, 
they used to do this club in the 80s and then afterwards the it, it was funded by the council so they'd all get paid in checks and they go around to this guy's house and he'd give them wine and cheese yeah more wine than cheese yeah and then he'd drive them home yeah and i mean it was just so it was just a real glimpse into um a completely different world yeah loved it but i was listening to that i didn't get any howard hughes last night because i had some night nurse I was well, this, out. I had some wacky dreams. Well, this is the thing. That so, Von Trapp, but not Von. Well, you, yeah, were, Von Trapp. you were having it off with the. Um, yeah, it was at my mum and dad's house. And but this is it. So I'm sat there with the book on my my chest, and I read something on Twitter. The next thing I know, it's half past twelve, and Howard Hughes is on. I'm like, what the? Close my eyes. Next thing I know, it's three o'clock in the morning. I, I was travelling through time, but I had a dream, and I woke up, and I thought, oh, I must tweet this dream, and I'm so glad I didn't tweet it. What was it? Well. You know, in this world, mm-hmm. right, most people, right, most people are not paedophiles. Right. Right. Um, and there's, so most people are normal. Yeah. And a small number of people are paedophiles. Yes. Well, in the dream world, it was reversed. Oh. So most people were paedophiles. And you were the weirdo. Well, yeah, that's, there were a small number of, and I was not a paedophile in the dream, guys. Small number of normal people, and we were looked on as the freaks. And I remember waking up thinking, and I had the phone. I was thinking, I've got to tweet that dream. Imagine if I tweeted don't, that don't. in that in that state where I was going, yeah, and it's normal for everyone to be paedophiles. And the everyone, people who aren't paedophiles, they're the weirdos. Imagine if I tweeted wow. that and fallen back to sleep. Then I'd have woken up like four hours later. It would have been a Twitter storm. My career would have been over. Mm-hmm. All because I was tweeting a dream. Dreeting. Dreeting. Um... But I was, uh, yeah. Tweeming. I was, I was, um, I was out. I completely, yeah, uh, bizarre. It was a long old day yesterday. That was the thing, you see. It was a very, very long day. I was in time. bed all day yesterday, not well. You had, um, the squits. Well, I started as that and ended yeah. up with, with me throwing up. How many times did you throw up? Well, I mean, it was in one sitting. So once. Well, but. One. Huh, 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 about three, four. Well, but once. Did you go away from the toilet? No. So it was once. You threw up once. Well, no, because it was more well, than one. Well, no, yeah, but that doesn't matter. It was one session of chunder. Well, I could have walked away and come back. It was it was four separate portions. No, no, no. Oh, that is disgusting. Actually, that is actually too far. <laughs> I seriously leave the studio. That's not even a joke. <laughs> that is too much, Catherine. Very rarely, but I'm, I'm sending you to the sim bin. That was too... No, don't laugh. That was too much. <laughs> actually too much. Out. Uh, no, get out. I, that was disgusting. Proper, proper disgusting. There's me tweeting earlier on. I'm really proud that talk radio are letting me try something different. And then you... Oh, no, that made, that isn't even funny. Hey, listen, listen. We can pretend we're in a play on Radio 4. Listen. I'm really... I'm really thirsty, Gran. Don't... I'm really thirsty, Gran. Don't worry. I'll pour you a drink. That's how they do it on Radio 4. It's on tape. Um, okay. Another hour of this to go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand concerts and plays that you have walked out of. Um, banging your head on the pillow. Come on, guys! I can't be the only one that knows about this. And Bob Dylan, really is. <laughs> what is the point of that man? I like the fact he exists. I just don't like his terrible music. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We call you back late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a boss that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll always be. Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hand Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my home Listener Ian Lee, late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Everybody's welcome. Room for everybody inside. Come on, come on, budge up. Let's let's all fit in here. Um, I've got to ask um, because I think it came out this weekend, didn't it? the Fifty Shades Hornier movie? Has anyone seen it? I was in um, Sunday night. That was it. Sunday night. And we were in a lot of cabs because we took the boys um, into London to go and see the uh, uh, robot exhibition at the Science Museum. I, t- I told you, <laughs> we we didn't book tickets in advance and we didn't know that the, the robot exhibition at the Science Museum would be so popular. So we got there and there was a massive queue. We got there about, l- it was about 11. There was a massive queue and I said to him, all right, off you go. I'll queue. You go off and look at bits and pieces and I'll see if I can get some tickets. And I was queuing for about half an hour, and it got to the point where there was still a big queue, but in front of me there was a couple, in front of them was a guy holding a kid, and in front of him was someone being served. And this was about 11.35, so I'd been queuing for about 35, 40 minutes. And a woman came out and said, okay, just to let you know, um, all the viewings are now booked up until four o'clock, but I think that we might be able to, right, and I remember she said that much. We might be able to. 
And the guy with the kid went, oh, stuff this then, and walked off. She went, no, no, come back. I think we might be able to get you in earlier. And he walked off. He just stopped. And he'd been queuing for about 40 minutes. And he stormed off in a huff. And me and the couple in front, we said, oh, gosh, that's that's a shame, isn't it? But we're both thinking, yes, we're definitely getting in now. And we did. We got in for the 12.45. So we got to wander around the Science Museum for an hour. I got, the thing about it, because it's, it's half term. We go to the Science Museum quite a lot, right? Because we're, we're lucky. We live near London. We can go into the Science Museum or the Natural History Museum. Um, and it's free. So, you know, we can we can kind of pop in. It's, it, it's only about 45 minutes away in the car. It was heaving on Sunday. Apps. I've never seen anything like it. I've been there when it's busy. But this was awful. I mean, you couldn't see any of the exhibitions. So we wandered around a bit. Then we went to the robot thing. And the robot, uh, 0344 499 1000, by the way, dear listener, if you want to call in, you'll speak to Catherine. She will take your name and she will call you back instantly. Um, the phones are normally a little bit quiet now. So if, if you're kind of thinking, well, maybe I'd like to call in, now is an excellent time because sort of around about here gets a little bit quiet for a little while. Then it kind of picks up again before the end of the show. Um, so we saw the robot exhibition. It was good. I like the exhibitions they have at the Science Museum. It was good. Okay, my downsides were there was no Metal Mickey. And it was quite small. Once you'd seen it, it you could get through it in about 20 minutes. And we, we paid like 15 quid a ticket. Uh, the kids went for free, of course. Um, uh, the robot baby was... Yeah, that's the first thing you see. You walk in, there's a robot baby. Um, and it was, I mean, the boys liked it and it was good and, and, and we kind of stayed, we, we went round it twice. We did it and then we went back to the beginning and went round again and it was a bit emptier the second time. And it was, yeah, you know, it was kind of cool. But a lot of the robots were switched off and um, I just felt it was a little bit small. It wasn't my favourite exhibition. That um, Terminator robot, that was good. Um, and they had a crappy toy robot that I had. I said, well, this exact same toy robot I used to have about 35 years ago. Incredible. Incredible. Suddenly it was Christmas and uh, my nan and granddad were giving me that robot. It was wonderful. But we were, um, we got a few cabs. We got a few cabs, um, kind of ferries around different places. And in one of the cabs, they were listening to Heart or maybe it was Magic. I don't know. And, um, they were giving, shout outs to people as they do on these stations which i should be discussing on bbc radio 4 this wednesday um what i'll tell you later and um they were giving shout outs to um well it's mainly women that were off to see the 50 shades hornier film um and uh, just got a text from uh, janine she's meeting the girls uh, at, uh in half an hour to go and see a little bit of christian gray I'm um, looking forward to a, a fun... And I'm just thinking, well, people are actually good. Did, did you not see the first film? Did, did, didn't you see it? Because it was boring. It was an absolute... I mean, it, it was terrible. It was a stinker of a film. And you want to go and see the second one? Because they go to a masked ball. His masked ball's more like... Um, and loads of people. So if you went to see it, okay, it, and I know it's a long shot. With, I know it's a long shot with my audience, but you never know. There might be one or two frustrated middle-aged women listening. You, I don't, you, I don't know. I know it tends to be generally geeky boys, and that's fine. But maybe 
there are one or two frustrated women listening. Maybe that's you. Or maybe you're a geeky boy that um, got dragged along by your frustrated wife or girlfriend. Really? What was it like? Any good? It can't have been any good. The first one was an app. It was it was so tedious. I told you we took Dennis with us when he was 91 years old. And the scene where um, uh, um, Christian Grey opens the door to the sex dungeon and you see all of his toys and accoutrement for the first time. Dennis said really loudly in the cinema, that looks like my spare room, that does. Flipping heck. Shut up, Den. We don't need to know about that. Um, But I just can't imagine anybody thinking... I I really thought that after the first film, that was it. They were going to knock it on their head, so to speak, and they weren't going to make any more because it was such... A turkey. So there's that weird. There's a spoof of it, isn't it? Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades of Black, and it's a black comedy. And I don't mean black comedies in tragedy. I mean it's black people. It's like sort of Scream. It's what Scream is to horror films. It's a comedy. It's a spoof, um, and um, it's black people. And that seemed i've only ever seen the trailer you know maybe one day if i'm very very bored in a hotel room and it's on i might watch that but that seemed to be the joke that was the joke so dear listener um you've asked for more topics you've got more topics have you been to see 50 shades hornier um banging your head on the pillow um oh your ghost stories please after we spoke to a genuine ghost hunter um and anything else you want to call in about you know the rules guys i sit here and i talk nonsense and you can call in about this stuff or you can call in about any other bits and pieces what you fancy really simple phone's always a little bit quieter this time of night so if you want to give me a call now would be an excellent time oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand late nights with ian lee on talk radio Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And here's the thing. So we went to, um, it was a busy day Sunday with the kids. So we went and saw the, the thing. And then we decided to take the kids to our favourite, favourite restaurant. That I've not been to for years. Japanese restaurant, Arbeno. And it's, uh, they cook this food called Economiyaki. And it's where they cook it on the table in front of you. So the table is like a hot grill. Right? It's a big metal grill in there. And we got there and it was, we got there just in time. And then we only waited 15 minutes. Tiny little place. And we sat down and then loads of people came in. And we were saying to the boys, right. The middle of the tap, they cook the food. It's like these sort of omelette pancake things they cook. It's incredible. It's really expensive, but it's incredible. He said, right, the middle of the table is hot. You must not touch it. It is a cooker. Do not touch it. Do you understand? Yes, Dad. It's the silver bit, right? It's a table, and the silver bit in the middle is hot. It is a cooker. Under no circumstances must you touch it, because you'll end up going to hospital. Yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. He sat down. First thing the youngest kid did was put his hand on it. <gasps> and he went, ah! And of course, I told him off. And he, he burned. <laughs> you know, his, his flesh was, was, uh, was coming off of his fingers. Oh, dear. It wasn't quite that bad. But I did tell him off. And I did think, well, I, I would have done that, actually. Yeah, I, I would have as well. But we had that. And they ate, they ate it. I was amazed they ate it. Because, it, you know, it's a strange looking food. And expensive. Normally means I won't eat it. Yeah, it was, it was really expensive, actually. But it's my favourite, favourite thing. I haven't had it for years and years and years. I love it. 
And then afterwards, we because we were in London, and we don't take the boys up to London often, they'd heard about the Lego store, which is just opposite. It's in Leicester Square. And it's only opened the last three months or yeah. so. And it's just opposite M&M World. Now, M&M World, right, is a massive three-floored superstore. Of M&M's. M&M's. And also, I'd noticed they'd stolen... Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. It said M&M's, the sweet that melts in your mouth, not, not in, in your, your hands. Hand. No, that's minstrels. That's minstrels, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. They've nicked minstrels. Can you just go and nick... I think they probably own minstrels. Minstrels now, lines yeah. there. So there's a, th- a giant... And I've been in the M&M store just because I saw it and I couldn't believe there was a shop d- dedicated to M&M's. I went in one in New York, isn't there? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, they, but the Americans are stupid like that. We understand that. In Leicester Square, yeah. where the Swiss Centre used to be, they've got rid of the Swiss Centre. What was that? It was the Centre for Swiss things. There was a clock and a Yeah, thing. I remember it. I never the went clock in is it. still there now because they put it on a thing. But um, I, I never went in it. See, I was in Leicester Square like just before Christmas. Proper busy. It was proper busy. Yeah. And uh, I saw the Lego store. Yeah. Because that opened in November, didn't it? Something like that. And there was a queue outside then. And I thought, oh, that'd be because it's new. Well, this is the thing. We Why would there? you queue up to go in a shop? I've walked past it. Uh, uh, but I've walked past it like about seven in the evening when we've been off to see a screening or something. And it's just it's a shop. We got there and they had barriers out. Yeah. And there were 300 people. And that there was security there. And I said, what, what, what are they queuing for? To get in the Lego store. Are you, are you having a lot? 300 people are queuing. I was saying this all to the guy. I said, 300 people are queuing up. To, there's not like a celebrity and they've not got Lego Batman in there. I said, no, no, no. It's just a. I said, they're queuing up for a shop. Bear in mind, I'd said to the boys, we are not buying anything. You've still got, my eldest has still got the Ewok village that he got for Christmas that he's not finished. Mm-hmm. So we're not buying anything. We'll go and have a look. Trouble we're not going. And we got there, and it was it was quarter past four, and it was starting to get dark, and it was cold. And I said, how long is this queue going to last? And he went, it was about half an hour. He said it was worse earlier. It was about an hour earlier. Wow. And my wife was all like, well, let's go home. I said, do you know what we hear? Let, let's let's see where we are in 15 minutes. Let's see how far we've moved. And if the boys get bored, we can blah, 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 blah. And uh, we did, and we queued for about... Th- we queued for... Th- 30 minutes to get into a Lego shop. Bearing in mind, we live around the corner and get free tickets to Legoland. So we, you know, and we got in there and I walked in and I went, is this it? It's tiny. It's two floors, the ground floor and the first floor. And it's, it's tiny. There's a Lego underground train. Mm-hmm. There's a Lego phone box. Lego Big Ben that's all right. And, that, and then that's it. And they just, and we, fair play. That is amazing marketing genius to get people Keeping to up. queue up for a shop when if you walk 10 minutes up um uh regent street you go to hamley's and they've probably got just as much if not more lego i tell you what they did have that was brilliant right they had this screen like this screen you stood up at the screen and you were on the screen it's like there's like a camera on you if you held up a box of lego the lego would build in front <gasps> of you on the screen and it would show you what was in it, and then it would act out a little scene with oh, all the characters and wow. stuff. So if you held up like a small, like a, a small one, it would just build that scene. If you held up um, the Millennium Falcon, it would build that, and it would, the top would come off, and you could see all the people running around inside it. Then it would fly off out wow. of the thing. That was incredible. But otherwise, it was just a Lego store. People, we were. Ki- 
I'm an idiot. I queued up for half an hour. I'm not an idiot because I didn't buy anything. So they didn't get any money out of me. No, but still, you queued up and you formed part of their advertising by queuing up. Have Are I? you sure that the rest of them weren't actors? Well, we, we had tears because um, uh, the eldest had convinced himself that we were going to buy. I said, we're not buying anything. But person tears and said, now, now, we've just spent a fortune on... No, that is ungrateful. We had a bit of an argument. Oh, dear. Oh, well, they've got to learn. No, we've got to learn. We had an argument. And then we got into another cab and he was sat in the back and he was crying and I had stern words with him in the cab and then I put my hand on... I reached behind because I was sat in the front and I put my hand on his lap and then I um, put, took my hand back and I got my pocket and I pulled out my fake finger and put it in there and <laughs> dropped it on his lap and he screamed and we were friends again. Yeah, good. So that was all, that was all, all right, but... It's hard, isn't it, when they start <clears> getting used to treats? Mine... Uh, uh, well, I uh, occasionally, after school, I'll take them to this little cafe and get them a hot chocolate. And it got to a point where they're saying, are we going today, are we going today? And I, I won't take them if they ask. Oh, uh, I take... See, I... I mean, I pick the youngest up from school twice a week and I will take him and we'll go and get a cake and a, a coffee and something. Um, but uh, let's just say that sometimes the boys go out with people who spoil them more than perhaps I think is acceptable. And so whenever I go out to the shop, with the toy shop with them, we're, can, can we buy this? No. It's only small. You don't get something every time no. you come out. No. Here we go. Here's an email. Talkradio.co.uk. Hi. I'm a book author and a nationally, nationally known travel and vacation expert here in the United States. I like this guy already. I just wanted to let you know, I will be in the UK the first week of July. And I am available for interview on all things travel and vacation, especially amusement parks and thrill rides. I've appeared on over 1,500 TV and radio stations in North America. Fair play, he's hustling for a gig. Hope someone picks him up. Write your... Uh, 03444991000. Although I get, the, I get the impression, guys, that you guys don't want to call in. Absolutely fine by me. Absolutely fine by me. We're not one of those shows that's going to pretend we've got hundreds of people waiting to come on when we haven't. We haven't got any. Fine. We've already had, what, 20 calls tonight? That'll do me. But if you want to call in, you're very, very welcome. Always welcome. And I, I should stress, because let's just say maybe the uh, line between fantasy and reality has got a little bit confused. I'm throwing topic topics out there this evening because uh, lots of people have got in touch and said i really you know i'm nervous and i, I know there are a lot of nervous listeners and i i just think if you if you threw out topics it would encourage more people to call in trust me guys i've got certificates it, it don't we don't work on this station for some reason you know but i'm throwing topics out bob dylan um banging your head on the pillow queuing for shops walking out of um concerts ghosts. And, place, and ghosts ghosts so you can call in about any of those things, 0344 499 1000. Or you can call in about absolutely nothing at all. You want to tell me what you did at the weekend. You want to tell me, uh, you know, what you have for breakfast. You can call in with that. You don't want to call in? Fine. Those are the gigs I get paid for. When, when loads of people call in and I do the show for free, when no one's calling in, that's when I get paid for. Here we go. In the Daily Mirror. Oh, what's this? Oh, here we go. Well, okay, okay. Well, there's there's a thing we'll get to in a minute about um, how to from doctor. Oh no, how to give your long time romance the kiss of life. We'll do that in a minute. But this caught my eye. Um, write your own Fifty Shades. Now we'd all like. What's her name? E. L. Wisty. What? Who is it? What's her <laughs> James, name? James, isn't it? E. L. James. Okay. Um, e. L. James. Yeah, we we. She's made forty eight million pounds from writing that muck. Yeah. Forty eight 
million quid. From three books worth of smack bottoms. Three dirty books. Dirty lady. If E.L. James... This tells you how to write the book. Okay, so we're going to... Yeah, fall on a typewriter. If E.L. James... Yeah, uh, several times until your arse is red raw. <laughs> if E.L. James can make 48 million quid from her fantasy fella, Christian Grey, using little more than a few cable ties and duct tape... I only recently found out it's duct tape, not duct tape. Mm. Isn't that funny? What would duct tape be? Well, then again, what would duct... Brand. I thought it was a brand. Is it? Well, some of it's got a picture of a duck on, hasn't it? Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the Lemonade song. Uh, we walked up to, to the Lemonade stand and he said to the man, man run in the stand, hey, hey man, got, got any, any grapes? Then surely anyone with a passing interest in hardware can rustle up a few pages of so-called mummy porn. <laughs> mummy porn. Flipping. That, that, that's, someone, that's someone who goes to um, the British Museum when it's closed and starts knocking one out in the Egyptian section. <laughs> Armed with my trusty notepad and an open mind, I went along to... Oh, here we go. A workshop in North London. I used to live in North London. I can well imagine the type of women that not only run this, but also go to these kind of things. Organised by online dating site Match to learn the dark arts of penning raunchy prose from sexpert Renee Denya. That's not her real name. The trick to writing your sexual fantasy is to break it down into bite-sized pieces. Right. And to write for yourself. Don't think about your mum reading it, she advises. Here are her tips. We'll give you a tips after this. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 Start with a scent. The creative, the perfect way to get the juices flowing, creative, of course, is to imagine your fantasy smells. <laughs> fantasy smells. I don't know how you describe it. Don't try. Musty. Stop it. Vanilla and cinnamon are popular. As is freshly cut grass or the heady scent of jasmine. I want to write a dirty book, not a gardening book. Choose a location. I hadn't thought of that. Where are they going to be banging? <laughs> Your fantasy might be a beach. No, I don't want to get no, sand there. No, no one does. A luxury hotel, a dark cinema, Ooh. or even the Big Brother house. Stop it. Flipping heck. Picture yourself. You are the star of the show, but you can be anyone you like. Develop your sexual alter ego. <laughs> Imagine what others are wearing. Don't just describe your fantasy outfits. Take the time to write how it feels for your characters to wear those items. Flipping heck. Dis- <laughs> describe your cast sexily. Don't type... <laughs> He wiggles his man boobs. <laughs> Who would write that? Use positive... Well, I think Janet Ellis did, didn't she? Her book was... I don't know. Use positive, sexy language about the characters in your fantasy. What kind of sex are you having? It's not just about positions and sex toys. It's about orgasms. Are they no- noisy? Or maybe they're quiet because you're in a public place like in TV's Apple Tree Yard! <laughs> 
Decide on the time of day. This is important. Is your fantasy set on a lazy hot afternoon or in the dark shadows of the night? And that's the end of it. Flipping heck. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Chris. Hiya. Hi, Chris. Uh, yeah, ghosts. Um, yes. Not actually seen one, uh, but a girlfriend that I was with at the time uh, said she'd seen some legs walking down the stairs. Uh, I took the dog round once. Uh, it started growling, sat at the bottom stairs growling. Yeah. And uh, the fourth or fifth step up always creaked when you stood on it. And that started creaking. What? Was anyone... Were you standing on it? Because <clears throat> creaky no. steps isn't... It, we've got creaky steps. That's that's um, that's just bad masonry. No, they just... It, nobody on it at all. I was in the front room. You can see the stairs. And your girlfriend room. saw legs on it? Yeah, she says she's seen them a few times. Flipping it. What kind... Why... she can't, But she doesn't see the whole body? No, it was just when she was sat in the living room. Right. What kind of legs are they? Are they... Um, female. Female legs. Flipping heck. Um, what do you reckon it is then, Chris? Uh, I've got no idea. I'm not with her anymore, but... Uh, because she was nuts. Was. Well, yeah. <laughs> Chris, thank you very much. Julie! Hello. Yes. Fantasy smell, chicken tikka masala. Aye, hey. well that you got the smell of the <laughs> smell of um, freshly eaten chicken tikka masala belched up in her face, <laughs> made her hot for some love. <laughs> um, I was phoning to say, yeah, I've done the bashing head on pillow thing. Yeah, and oh, thank you. Where were you two hours ago when I was breaking the news to people? This works. Thought, Do you know what? I assumed it was just a widely known thing. Yes, it's science. It's like a bit like since I was a teenager. Since I was like a small kid, that's what you did. Yeah. It's, well, that's, yeah. I mean, I tend to use an alarm, but I'd, I'd forgotten about it, to be quite honest, till you said it. Um, so, yeah, and it does work. It course, of course it works. And uh, this is, this is like ancient, I must remember, tell my boys this, because they need to, they, they need to know this. This is like ancient, um, I want to say medicine, but that isn't the word, but this is, this is ancient wisdom. This is ancient yeah, it's wisdom. Quite, it's quite good fun as well, kind of bashing your head on the pillow a few well. times. Well, well. Right, I don't get out. How many, um, <laughs> how many pillows you got, Julie? Two. Catherine? But, one. I tend to, but I tend to push them out the way and put my head flat if I'm lying on my front. You're a what? You're a one, eh? Like one, yeah, yeah. I'm a four. None. I'm a fourer. I like wow. four pillows. Yeah, I like my head to be elevated significantly, and I think that's what makes me so creative. <laughs> okay. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. I can't sleep. Z- zero, not happening. One, that's not happening. Two, well, yeah, but then I've got to fold one over, so it's like three. Three, well, I can cope with that. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a gentleman. I'm certainly not going to, you know, kick up a stink if I'm a guest in your house. But four is the, the prime position of the neckature and the headature. No, um, what, what type of pillows do you have? Do you have, um, like, duck down, goose down? or? Well, I, I, like, or... I like feathers. It's got to be feathers, because I like to be able to plump yeah. them. But and I don't like those, those ones, those, they're like, it's, it's just like a bit of fun. We've, and we've got some. I've got one of them on the bed. 
is uh, I've only got three pillows at the moment for various reasons, but the bottom one is like a bit of foam, so you can't plump it up or anything. See, I can't no. have um, feathers, so I'm allergic. Oh, for no one's allergic I to am, feathers. I am allergic. To... That is ridiculous. I am. So I've got one of them memory foam ones. Oh, and it's like God putting sakes. your head on some wet sand. It feels weird at Custard. first. Yeah, mm. you kind of go, and then it sort of molds to your well memory foam. It molds to your shape. And the mattress is that as well. So it, again, it is like I see what I like the look of on wet sand. The bed, the double beds you get, where you can adjust one side of the bed. So like you can have one side sits up and you're yeah. reading, the other side's flat, and then you can put like yours old down. people's beds. Yeah, mm. yeah, I like, like old people's beds. beds. That is exactly that's the one thing that I miss having. I'm now at home from being in hospital. That's the one thing I miss is the oh. bed where you can raise your feet and your head. And my um, my mum in the care home, she's got one of those beds and it's got like sides on it, so she doesn't fall out of the the bed and you can raise it. Do all kinds of stuff. And um, whenever we go and see, we ever take the boys to see her. The two things, the two <laughs> things they do is normally mum will be sort of sat in the communal area and we'll go and meet her and we say, "Oh, mum, should we go back to your room?" And the boys go, can I drive Nanny Linda? Because she's in an electric wheelchair. So but they'll take it in terms. One will sit on her lap. Poor, oh dear. One of them will, and they're getting quite big, the boys, will sit on her lap and will steer the electric wheelchair quite badly. And then they get into the room and they go, can we play on Nanny Linda's bed? And they just want to sit on the bed having fights and making it go up and down and go into really weird positions. Yeah. My poor mum who's suffered enough and she's got these two lunatics jumping up and down on her and ruining her bed. I bet she loves it. Yeah, she does love it. Um, I've also stayed in our haunted house. (gasps) Have you, though? Well, and how much did it cost you? No, no, no. Well, um, you know um, Boldsworth, formerly known as Ray Peacock? Yes. Um, He does um, a podcast called The Parapod. Yeah. And I won a list of competition to stay in the country's most haunted house apparently. What's it called? It's called 30 East Drive. Okay. And I really wanted something to happen. Yeah, I bet it didn't. And we stayed overnight. No. No, of course not. But I was just, I was just disappointed. It was yeah. cold. Well, so when, when we went to going, that... Oh, do you feel that patch of cold? It's like, well, you're standing by a window. We went to that haunted pub, didn't we? And mm. it was... Uh, I, I don't believe... Uh, yes, there may or may not be ghosts in the world, I don't know. There weren't in that, any in that pub. I think that the fact that there were about 25 people wearing commando gear traipsing around yeah. killed the mood somewhat. And they were going for, it went from like five ghosts to about 21 ghosts, including the, the dead baby that his missus had, had aborted. I mean, it when they started just... throwing that around, I thought, yeah, I don't think I want to be here anymore. No, it was odd. It was odd, but not in a good way. It's, it's interesting, cause, and I enjoyed the chat we had with the ghost hunter uh, earlier on, but we, it, 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 it did pique my interest when I said, oh, what are the chances of coming to your top secret um, location? How much are you going to pay me? Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, right, okay, okay, right, it, that's the kind of... Uh... But, but the house that we stayed in, usually they do hire that out, and it's um, just a kind of small terraced house, and it's like something like 600 quid for the night. Yeah. <gasps> oh, if, you're, if you can say your place is haunted, it's a licence to print money, Julie. It is. You can it make is. an absolute fortune because if nothing it. happens they just if nothing happens they just say oh well you know spirits don't play this game you know? yes yes that's nonsense julie thank you very much indeed oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand so it's valentine's valentine's day now jesus suckers day well if you're lucky it could be suckers day i don't really know the thing um and um so lots of the papers are doing ways to spice up your um relationship i watch we watch that um 
first dates. First dates, yeah. I've never. Is that is that been going for a while? Yeah, I really like it. I bet it's made by the same people that make Gogglebox. It, it looked like Gogglebox. It might be. It looked rubbish. I'll be honest. Oh, I like it. It was it was silly, but it reminded me of a program, and you didn't remember this. It used to be on BBC Three, maybe when it was called BBC Choice, and it was filmed in a. Re- Does anyone else remember this? It was filmed in a restaurant, um, and, and, and there'd be like. 30 tables. It's like a proper restaurant. Is it called the restaurant or something? No, it was, I thought it was called dinner, oh, dinner dates. No, or, dinner dates different. Yeah, or, um, um, I don't know, well, I thought it was called dinner dates, something like that. And, um, it would be, you, all the tables, cameras, out, hidden cameras. I mean, they knew they were being filmed, but they were, yeah. so the cameras were unobtrusive and all the tables were mic'd up. And every now and then you kind of zoom in on someone's conversation. No, you say and that, I, I remember, remember I remember one, I remember Boy George was in one because it wasn't, it was like civilian punters. And every now and then you'd get a celebrity like Boy George and, and it would like, you hear Boy George going, Oh, look at the state of her. She's like a, a miserable old cow, didn't she? And it was that. And you kind of listen and, and just as the conversation was getting interesting, you'd be whisked off to, to the other table. side of the, does anybody remember that? Am I the only person? That remembers it, and I think it was BBC Three. I don't think it was BBC Two. This is the problem with BBC Three. I like BBC Four because we watched the new watercolor challenge on there. But BBC Three and BBC Four, to a certain extent, show things that would normally be on BBC Two, so they would get a bigger audience. That that watercolor challenge was brilliant. It was better than the the um, Great British Bake Off, which I've only ever seen the last fifteen minutes of the last ever episode. Um, but I, 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 if that was on BBC Two, I'd watch that. I'd dig that. I'd get a much bigger audience. Um, but does anybody else, and this is genuine, the last 20 minutes, okay, does anybody remember this programme I'm talking about where it was, it was just like, I don't even really remember how it worked. And it looked a bit, the camera work was a bit ropey. Do you remember the first couple of series of Big Brother? When they, we hadn't really developed the technology to film things particularly well, secretly, covertly, covertly. So often it was like fixed cameras and the the, the picture was was a bit like security footage. Mm -hmm. It was like that. I remember it looking a bit like security footage. 0344 499 1000, if anyone remembers what it is. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I am reliably informed by my sister it was called Diners. Oh. Uh, it was called Diners. I was on the pilot, she says, brackets, I got a free meal. So See, you should. By the way, there's a great phoning topic. What have you done for free food? 0344 499 1000. I right. signed up to a credit card once because they gave me a Kit Kat. I, uh, what an idiot. I uh, went and watched some trial adverts for an hour because they wanted to give me £5 and that paid my train fare into London. Yeah. Um, here we go. So the, the, but there's, the, the Express has got the guide to the perfect Valentine's Day. Ignore it, I'll say. Um, uh, but the mirror has got Be My Valentine Again How to Give Your Long Time Romance The Kiss of Life and it's got tips right. from Siobhan McNally Siobhan's a strange name isn't it how does BH become Vo? because it's Gaelic um, there's a joke about Gaelic don't or gay burn double don't he's a, he's a television presenter that's an unfortunate name gay burn 
Siobhan. Siobhan. She's got some tips. Snogging's not just for spotty teens. Um, Here we go. Sometimes it's hard to believe that you once spent an entire year clamped to the face of that bloke now gently snoring in the bed next to you. You glowed with happiness back then. Although, in fairness, that was probably caused by the shaving rush. Oh, it's jokes. It's bare jokes. Sorry, I I thought it was going to be a serious thing. (laughs) Mum of three, Hazel Reeves from Basingstoke, who's been married to Stuart for 24 years and has found a surprisingly domestic way to revive those wild days. Oh, God, what? She revealed... We set the timer on the oven and snog for longer than a minute. Thing is, I don't know how to set the timer on the oven. We'd be there for ages going, right, well, hang on. No, that's... Also, isn't it horribly mechanical? Literally. If, if the kids aren't around, then one thing leads to another. Number two. What before the timer buzzes. <laughs> set the alarm on Sundays for sex or just bash your head five times. It's a sad fact of modern life. We can access any type... This reminds me. We can access any type of sex at the touch of a fingertip. So I was in Costa. I can I can say it next. They won't be listening. I'm playing a dangerous game. I, can, I think I can say it now. I don't think they've got DAB. It's in Costa. And I've sat there with my computer and I was calling you about the guests for tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was some clips because I'm doing this, going to the university next week to... I'm getting doing paid teaching work about radio, imagine. So I sat there doing stuff. I had my headphones on. And then a, 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 an older couple sat next to me. And on the other side of them was a, was a girl doing a computer. And I needed a wee. And I just, I, I took my headphones off. I said, do you mind just keeping an eye on this? When I go to, they went, yeah, no, of course we will, love. Of course we will. And I came back and I went and bought another coffee and I sat down. And then the guy said something to me. This is at half past three. The guy said something. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the woman was talking to the girl. And then the woman turned to me. She said, are you on that channel four? I said, oh, um, uh, no, I'm not, I haven't been for a long time, but I've, I... I have been. She goes, yeah, you're on that um, that Channel 4 on that Sky News, aren't you? I went, oh, OK. Uh, yeah, sometimes. She goes, yeah, you do the papers on Sky. I said, yeah, yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went, oh, I thought, I thought it was you. This is half past three. I thought it was you. I really did. And I was uh, I was saying to, to, I won't mention their names. I remember their names. Um, I thought, I thought, well, I can't, it can't be him. And I thought it was him. And, and then I just thought it was him. They didn't stop talking until five o'clock. Oy. An hour and a half. Gosh. That's well, hard for you. Can I give you two questions that they gave me? No, and, and as soon as they said them, I thought, mm, this is going to end badly. What do you think about Brexit? Oh, no. So then, do you like Trump? No. <laughs> they obviously um, hadn't been paying attention uh, to your appearances. Uh, I will be honest. They were... It, 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 they were they were they were absolutely delightful, and it was they were it, 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 within ten minutes. I thought I, I ain't getting no work done, and do you know what? I don't mind because they were actually they were very very entertaining, and I know all about their grandchildren. One plays uh, football and is hoping to get in the under sixteens England team. One um, it wants to be an actor and a dancer, and she signed up. To, and I know all about it. I know all about. Um, I, I, I actually they were a really nice couple, and it, it was one of those things. Ten minutes into, I thought. Nah, this, I'm, 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 I'm in. Work. I'm in. I'm in. And we had a really nice chat. I know all about their holiday to Cuba. Oh, and well, they've been already. And the holiday to Cuba was um, fifteen minutes after they stood up and put their coats on. <gasps> 
and they st- and they stood there and then they started talking about Cuba. Have they been yet, or are they still going? No, they've been. They went. They went years ago. Did they get the trots because I did. No, no, no. They went years ago, and um, a lovely couple there bought them a bottle of champagne because it was their wedding anniversary, and um, the Queen's equ- the Queen Mum's equerry was uh, was there, and there was a lovely couple um, called uh, Stella and Martin were there. I know all of the, honestly. Gosh, I know, down to the names. I know all of this stuff. Um, we, we, then we talked about Japan a bit because they mentioned something, and I did this. I did this out of spite to myself. They mentioned something, and then they turned to go and I went, "Oh well, that reminds me." Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, called yeah. them back. I thought, oh, "Do you know what? I'm having more of this." I called them back, and I t- we, we talked about Japan for a little bit. Talked about Trump. Talked about Brexit. Talked. Are they are they pro both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course they were. Um, Talked, um, <laughs> we we all agreed that it was very likely that um, an ISIS terrorist attack would happen in mainland Britain at some point in the near future. We we all agreed that that was that was almost what, definite. that girl on the end as well. No, no, she, she was she, she was gone. She gone. Um, but we we did all agree well, it's bound to happen. It's, it's, statistically, it's going to happen, isn't it? Um, I found out he was a chef, and um, he'd once he was like a really good chef and he'd worked in africa and he'd had um 250 people working underneath him all called muhammad um and he had to feed he had to, i mean it was interesting actually he in this job in africa he had to feed every day 3000 people he had 250 people underneath him and he had to feed 3000 people 2000 japanese and a thousand other i don't know and uh, and it was remarkable, and this must have been a long time ago, and then he talked about working in a hotel in Manchester in the 50s, and then they had Princess Anne, or Princess Margaret, maybe, and the ceiling collapsed on her, and it was in the papers, there's a cartoon of it in the Express. I mean, the it, the detail was incredible. Gosh. It was literally an hour and a half, you know, and it, I, I, did, I did actually find them very entertaining, if I'm completely honest, they were very funny. Um, Al! Evening. Evening, Al. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Uh, I was just uh, ringing about that programme, Diners, which uh, you were mentioning. I do remember it. I don't remember it being called Diners, but you, you, well, you're no. the second person to, to verify well, No, it. I only picked up what you what oh. your sister told you it was called Diners. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it. It was about, was it about 12, 13 years ago something, or something? Yeah, that feels about oh. right. I remember Boy George being on it when he was having a bit of a quiet period or whatever. Or, you yeah. Know, and and he, he was on it and he was being quite catty. And yeah. He, but the one I remember, I don't want to get you into lots of trouble with one of your colleagues, was <clears throat> Paul Ross was on it. Good old Paul Ross. Of course it was. His, his, I don't know if it still is, but I know for a long time his answer phone message on his phone was, Hi, this is Paul Ross's phone. If it's a job, the answer's yes. You know, fair play to him. <laughs> fair play to him. You know, he's a... He, that sounds... A- have you heard about the Bill Murray? Uh, Bill Murray doesn't has an, have an agent, and he has a thing like that, doesn't he? Does the Bill, Bill Murray, Murray doesn't phone. Bill Murray go to like a phone in the desert or something? I heard it's it's, it's a bit. <laughs> this is how the myth, the Chinese whispers. Get. Yeah. Um, I heard it was in a locker somewhere. Okay. He had a phone in a locker. This this is obviously all a myth that he's had spun, but he he only accepts jobs kind of if you ring into this dead drop. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard phone this type thing and then he picks it up like that but yeah yeah you heard it was in the desert i heard it was a phone in the desert 
and he yeah. would go out to this phone like once a month and <laughs> something I don't something like that I don't know I'm not... someone's had a lot of fun making this story yeah, yeah. Well, he goes out to the Joshua tree and he opens the back of it and he pulls out the uh, can I just say someone uh, is saying I did one pillow headbang too many how do I undo the extra hour in bed you have to go all the way round the clock and do it you have to go all the way round again that is true so if, if you wanted to wake up to the next day no 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 if you wanted to wake up at six and you bang seven you've then got to do eight nine ten eleven twelve one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve one two three four five six Gosh. then that'll do Ooh. it complicated yeah no it's not that complicated it's simple anyway go on out um no paul ross was on it and and i don't want to get paul ross to uh Excuse me of libeling him, but um, well then, well then don't because I don't want to get. I don't either. I like Paul; he's a good lad. He won't sue me. He's been through enough. Um, but I seem to remember him saying how much he loved Kathy uh, Burke. Yeah, and how he'd like to. Oh, how he'd like to know her in the biblical well, sense on this program. Well, flipping heck! All yeah. on diners. Diners was. I like. I love both of those people. I think both those people make the world a brighter place. Um, but it was. It was kind of. It was, it was a week, was it on BBC Three? It was, wasn't it? I think so. I mean, I wasn't a big watcher of BBC No, ne- me uh, neither. I sort of, surf, you know, whatever, switched over to it. But, no, I do remember him saying, oh, I reckon Kathy Burke's right. There we go. We do, we're, we're back to the Kathy Burke. Uh, like, <laughs> Al, thank you very much indeed. Well, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon is me spent, um, cruising YouTube to try and find, um, some, some hot diners action. Because going back to this thing, there's one thing I want to say here. Tip number seven to put spice... We've only got a minute left. Spice up your uh, relationship. Date, tip number seven, go to, the, go to bed at the cinema. Date night must be one of the most overused yet meaningless terms in the dictionary of relationship advice. Dictionary. But it's a term that many long-term couples, especially those with young kids, rarely spend time together. It's a fact. Away from the permanent drone of the washing machine. Whatever happened to those old-fashioned date nights in the back row of the pictures? Now that bars, sofas, and even beds have been installed in some trendy cinemas... What? A warm, dark auditorium and a steamy adult movie, (gasps) preferably with English subtitles for full erotic effect, is the perfect date night venue. Oh, I don't want to lie on some bed that someone else has been on. Well, you've been in a hotel, haven't you? Yeah, but not right, in well, the cinema. Your point, well, then in your point cinema. is moot. Your point is moot. You've stayed in a hotel. Your point is moot. <laughs> when, I, yeah, I've been to the, the ones with the sofas. Nice, nice. I've been to the ones where you, they recline. I've been to the ones where there's a barb. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. ones with a bed. Uh, with a bed. What the hell is that? Tomorrow's project, right, I want, this is what we'll do. Tomorrow, can we try and find a cinema With that's a got bed. beds in and get the manager on to explain exactly what's going on? Can we do that for tomorrow's show? That might be fun. have a look. Um, that's it, dear listener. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, another three hours of absolute drivel and nonsense. Or as uh, I once heard someone describe, instead of saying the word drivel, they described it as dibble. What a load of old dibble that was. <laughs> I know, it's strange, isn't it? Uh, it's finished, it's pointless, it's meaningless. Guys, remember, none of this matters. And we'll be doing more stuff that doesn't matter tonight at 10 o'clock. Until then, ta-ta! Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.